Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up live show presented, as always, by our friends at High Noon. Solly here. The Pie Man is here to put the 2023 U.S. Open in the books. Hello, Pie Man. Hello, guys. I think uh, half of us are going to sound like our dog died tonight, but let me just say up front, hell of a win by Wyndham Clark. Unbelievable week. Can't oh, wait to classiest. The classiest one. First one. Let me be the first to congratulate Wyndham Clark on winning the U.S. Open. TC is here. A big Wyndham Clark stand. A uh, big pick of his coming he into the week. He invented him. He invented Wyndham Clark. <laughs> guys, I don't... I don't need any congratulations from you guys. Uh, I just need some apologies after Tommy went out and shot 63. Did he? I missed that. I didn't tune in <laughs> until the leaders were going off. I must have missed that one. Thank you for that. Uh, Neil is here to help reconcile the week. He has not been on the shows this week, but he's been chirping uh, in a lively way in the chat. And we I look forward to addressing a lot of the questions and a lot of the statements Neil has made privately this week. Hello, Neil. Good being with you. Uh, I'm here so I don't get fined. Uh, please carry on. <laughs> we didn't ask you to be here, Neil. You demanded that you come in here and address all this. When yeah, it was looking, you know. when it was looking better for Rory, you you were really excited to get in here. But uh, you guys, uh, no, you there. The receipts will show that I was asked to come on, win or lose, and I'm please, sorry, please. We need you, Neil. Solly, we need your energy, please, Solly. Before we get to any of the of the pre-show stuff, at what point will you be running to my house? There is a bet that was made uh, last night. TC very scuzzily bet a uh, Tommy Fleetwood that was out early on the soft golf course against Scotty Scheffler in contention of the tournament. Hand up on me. I was foolish enough to take that bet. I should have known when Tommy was out of the tournament that he would then turn on the gas and then run be, through the finish Scotty line. Scotty by seven. And, uh, uh, and you know, put up a, a Wikipedia top ten. That's on me. I should have known that. So to close top out five, Solly, tonight. Top five. All he does is top five. Tommy Blumenthal. Love it. Stolen Valor. Um, I will be um, uh, sprinting to TC's house, which is around the corner from me, um, to close out the show, which was uh, what the bet was. Uh, he's going to have a soapbox to end the show with whatever he wants, and he gets to start it when I leave, and he finishes when I reach his house around the corner. So it will be a sprint off it of... It will uh, not be a down the leaderboard, because we do not want to diminish down the leaderboard sure. and put it at the end of the show. Of course. So we will... Um, I, I wish I'd have thought through the pizza and McFlurry and the high noons leading into this sprint uh, post-midnight through my neighborhood. But we'll ha probably have my neighbors calling the police. Uh, but listen, this a bet is a bet, and I will pay it on time. Summertime is here, which means the limited edition high noon pool pack is back. It has peach, it has lime, two limited edition flavors, guava and kiwi, which happen to be my favorite. I would love to get them off the limited edition list. Uh, it's made for days by the pool, days on the green, days by the lakeside. Fill your cooler with the essentials. High noon and ice and get out with your friends and enjoy the sun. The high noon pool pack is only available this summer, so get it while you can. Look for it on Drizzly or wherever you buy high noon i see that i see them everywhere you can find them anywhere you don't have to look too hard for them uh, so you know what your your bring the pool pack year round is kind of like play the Ryder cup every year you know sometimes it's it's good when it's limited edition you know it just it makes it hit that much harder i don't know I, if high noon has the rights to use Ryder cup in their ad copy so i'd like to point out that was editorialized but you can uh, define it near you bob 
Morgan's last night. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in the clear. You can find it at highnoonspirits.com. Uh, it's, of course, made with real vodka, real juice, 100 calories, gluten-free, and no added sugar. Uh, oh, you-, you haven't... You, you haven't wished me a, a happy Father's Day yet. Happy That's Father's Day, TC. You, you are it. my daddy. You win the bet. <laughs> All right. I Thank you, Dad, for, for everything you've done for me. Happy Father's and Day. And Cody, too. I did. I did wish them all of you guys that last yeah. night. So thank you very much for that as well. DJ, uh, give me your takeaway from uh, from when you're the best at setting the stage for what we just witnessed. Wyndham Clark wins the U.S. Open. Where, where, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I feel devastated. I thought Rory played exceptional golf, uh, despite what you might hear over the next two and a half hours on this podcast. Uh, I thought he played great. I thought he missed a lot of putts that are kind of, you know, statistically unlikely to go in. Uh, and, you know, we would have wished they went in, but they didn't. I thought Wyndham Clark absolutely balled out today. Uh, TC, I don't know if he is a certified BDP in your eyes, but uh, I thought he was so impressive yesterday. I was very worried that we might see exactly what we saw today, and uh, that's why you build a three-shot lead, man. You had a little wobble coming in, but it didn't matter. Absolutely stoned it on uh, – that long lag putt on 18 uh, kind of had to be like the most nervous putt of his life. Shout out to Zinger. And uh, I was just, I was very, very impressed with Wyndham Clark. I liked LACC a lot more than everybody else. We can get into that. Just a, uh, you know, a full kind of a sensory blitzkrieg for me today. I was just, uh, I was overwhelmed, man. It was a lot to take in and I had a fucking blast watching it. TC, what's your reaction? Uh, Gosh, I'll push back a little bit on Rory playing great golf when he putted like absolute ass. Um, I mean, he, he was hitting he was hitting all sorts of greens. I'll give him that. Like he was hitting all the greens. So yeah, like, except it, for the it, one that he missed uh, on fourteen. And that's and that's tough, TC. You're not going to hear defense from me there. Uh, Wyndham Clark chipped it extraordinarily well. I was blown away by that. I thought his lag putting, like the lag putt on thirteen, was yeah, exceptional. Unreal. Um, I thought he hit a couple clunkers down the stretch that should have been penalized more than they were. We can get to that. Uh, and then I thought Rick, uh, I'd like to apologize to everybody for, for upgrading him to back to BDR last night. He's thank now you, TC. back that's to big. M- that's MDR. really big. I was, that's cool. I was, was going to ask for that. So thank you. That's, yeah. that's very cool. Thank you. TC. And then, yeah, I think, you know, overall LACC, I like, I, I love the golf course. I think it's a great golf course. I've got some qualms with 18 that hasn't changed. Um, but I, I think the the fans and the broadcast, there was so much wrong with this event in general, but I don't think the golf course was one of those things. I'll join you on that, TC, and we can expound on that a little bit. But, uh, Neil, listen, we've got the reaction to Wyndham winning. Uh, you are the host, of course, of the perennial uh, four times. I don't know, I even know what you call it, the quarterly almost uh, block party that we have for Rory in hopes and anticipation of him winning a major championship. Where are your emotions at right now? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a get together that that kind of comes about organically. Uh, everybody's welcome, including you, chuckleheads. Organically, uh, we're we're not a press we're, release. Last we're time. not feeling good um, about it. I would say this though, I do want to give Wyndham Clark a shout out, DJ. I think you said it last night. If you know, I was kind of hoping. I think maybe all of us were hoping he's faking it. He's faking the confidence. He's trying to you know like will it to happen, and it's not fake. And I I think he deserves a ton of credit because. He probably has to feel everybody, you know, being like, oh, this guy's not for real. And he yeah. just doesn't care. And he and his caddy seem like a really strong team. And that it was really impressive the way they held it together uh, through the back nine. Um, so, 
you know, I'm not a very good sports fan. I don't have like a lot of teams that I'm, I ride for, you know, when you see people getting in like all out brawls at NFL games, like don't care, wouldn't do it. Um, but I find myself rooting very hard for Rory. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm probably still sweating from how hard I was rooting and that feels good to actually give a shit about something. Um, and so I'm bummed out because I feel like I, I kind of have, I, I really wanted him to win. None of us expected him to win. I didn't pick him to win this week. Didn't think it was a good course fit and it just would have been awesome. It would have like made me feel some things. So I'm very disappointed. I feel like he did play really well. He was number one in, you know, greens and regulation. I think proximity to the hole could be better, but I thought he played a really good U.S. Open game plan. I thought he, he was very conservative. Other than 14, he pretty much missed in the right spot all day. Uh, but there's just like that little extra 1%, which is dumping that wedge on 14. TC, you're absolutely right. That, that, that was devastating. And then 18, it's like, man, I got to have something. The three putt on eight was like one of the more egregious things I've yeah. seen. No, that one didn't bother me as much. Early in the round, I felt like it's <laughs> really he, it's that's a par. A hand up there. Yeah, but I, you know, sure, that's a there, that's a Rory like you know brain fart that I would love to. That was in the models. See, it but it kind of is in the models, and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of golf left here. I was the you got a guy that's not used to being in this position, who proved me wrong because he he got the job done. But I'm like, God, if Rory can just keep making pars, this guy's going to come back to him. And if he gets him in a playoff, I feel like Rory wins that. So I felt pretty good until, you know, we just didn't stuff it on 18. And that was like where it was like, oh, my God, man, we got to have it. And from a putting standpoint, other than the short miss, I don't think he missed any putts he was supposed to make. Like maybe the, the maybe the, the par bad. putt on 14. But like those long putts, he just – I thought one of them would drop for him. I really did. It felt like Saturday and Sunday he couldn't – buy a, a bomb and you know ricky was making all of those on saturday his his luck kind of ran up he can't you know it kind of came back to the field a little bit with his putting i thought rory might find that a little bit and he didn't so hey hand up i'm sorry i was rooting for him you know what shamelessly rooting for rory and and that's that's tough i'm gonna put this on, on i think you have for your own game have too low of expectations for putting. Like you have a goal of like, let's just not miss any putts that we should make. And you have to have higher expectations for your personal putting. And I'm going to ask that you have a little higher expectations from Rory than just, oh, he only missed one like four footer today, which is just, yeah. he he missed sure. the, the the putt, the, the par opportunity on 14, even after getting the enormous break, a bad chip and missing that putt was almost worse than the bunker shot, which just like he got a mm -hmm. kind of a bad break and a good break on the bunker shot. I mean, it probably shouldn't plug in the, in the lip of that thing. And it probably either, would have come back in the bunker or wrestled where it ended up being. I know everyone was freaking out about the break, but it wasn't that great of a break. It kind of just ended up where it probably should have anyways. And to not get that up and down, even after feeling like you had something go your way, was really tough to stuff it in there on nine and not really give that a great run. Um, it just felt like he had a bunch of those like Rory putts that are slightly like on the wrong side of 50% of you making them. And they just didn't real, they just didn't go in. He had a hard lip out on five from way, way, way downtown when it, when he looked like he was pretty dialed in and then it just didn't seem right the whole rest of the day, but it didn't really seem right for anyone. I mean, nobody really putted well this afternoon Cam. aside from Cam. Can you let me finish the damn sentence TC? I was going <laughs> to get there. Okay, relax. Um, and it just, the, the greens did get that us open, like dried out, like uh, putting on a pool table kind of thing that just made it really, really hard to steer home, which makes what Wyndham did that much more impressive because it's easy to forget. He whipped the ball on eight basically after barely missing his approach shot in from 
uh, from the fairway. Whiffed it, then goes way long with the chip. Now he's chipping from off the green on the easiest hole in the golf course and having to get up and down for bogey. Did that. Misses nine green, gets up and down, and then misses long left on 11 and hits a sick nippy pitch off uh, from below the green off out of Bermuda rough that's kind of bared down, but up there and got that up and down on 11. And that was when it was like, dude, those are the moments where the... The, the we we have the story it comes around a lot we're like oh is Corey Connors going to win the PGA and they all they just never do like they have those moments where they go backwards for a three hole stretch and Wyndham had his chance to do it and didn't do it until very very late when he had the cushion to do it and I'm stunned I'm left stunned by this result I mean I, we explored the possibility last night but again there's a lot of dudes like Wyndham Clark that get there after 54 holes and almost none of them win after 72 holes and it's been a while since we've had a major like this I know he's 32nd ranked player in the world he's not a dud but uh it feels a little bit like a dud winner right now which I hate to say it feels I, I said it on the pod last night that like this feels like it could be a Gary Woodland right which it feels super comparable it's close. to me where it's just like man it's really 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 good player a guy who has won golf tournament or i guess you know one pj tour event now but has you know decorated amateur career and it's not certainly not like a, a phony out of nowhere uh and he just kind of yeah it's all you, you expect him to not get those balls up and down you expect there to be a three putt in there somewhere and it just wasn't he just was rock solid until at least he had a three shot lead and you know hit some clunkers on kind of a one-hander on 17 and then the uh the mondo poof as you called it on uh 18 tc i i you know i don't want to get you riled up i know you were upset by that i was (laughs) yeah i mean listen all credit to Wyndham as far as like the, the the second shot into 14 was unbelievable oh so good. Sally, you were marveling at it on twitter it was it was fantastic like that was one of the shots of the week he had uh, so many fairways too with yeah. with that length and i mean he was kind of like maybe not going step for step with rory but like pretty damn close for for the at least those I, first i still don't know how he holes. creates the ball speed i mean he doesn't look like he's swinging that hard it's and it's crazy. like 188 Cruising. it's like jeez man and it's but, a, you know high fade i just I just, I don't know. I'm left a little bit disappointed where he bogeys 15, he bogeys 16 after a really good, you know, recovery wedge in there. Misses what was a tough putt. I don't, I don't begrudge him for that. Pulls one on 17 that was a worse shot than where it ended up. Yeah. Uh, Hits a great chip, you know, but, but like wasn't really penalized for that. And then, should have been off the fucking planet on 18. Uh, before we get to 18, I'll, I'll just point out, like, there's a reason dudes mess around so much in in, in uh, practice rounds, chipping and putting to the different hole locations. Like there's That was a bad swing. Though. 0% chance he thought, he knew that was a good place to play from, though, right? I mean, you don't miss there if it's totally dead. If, there's a, if that's below the green or an awful chip, you don't miss there. I'm not saying he was trying to hit it there, but, like, yeah. that, that's marked in your book that you know that's an easy up and down from over there. And, and then there's just, I don't know, I guess with Rory, like, it's like every little opportunity to, to place some pressure on him, yeah. it just doesn't happen. Right. And it's not it's not so much those bombs that he's not making, Neil. It's like those 15 to 20 footers. The one on like, 15, the one on 15 has yeah. got to go and send a message back to 14 with Wyndham coming up to play that hole. That was the one that was just kind of like, ah, it's the long ones, the long ones. He putted well, I felt like other yeah. than eight, like he, he he had good weight on him and all that. It's it's the ones that he just they're not they're not even really sniffing the hole, man. It sucks. Yeah. I thought he burned the hole a lot, but like. Early you know, on, they, especially. They didn't, they didn't go in. Towards like, the early end. on. Even the like, putt on 18, stretch, it was like, I, I thought that was good five feet out. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, he made that. That was like, a long, but that was a long one. Like, yeah. I'm feeling like the 15 and 20 footers, he didn't really give a chance. So, yeah, I had the one on, what was it, 12? 
could have gone the one in 15 could have gone i think he didn't make it on six is that right or no I, he did yeah missed well, it on six i mean it's, it's a fail like listen i'm not going to apologize for Rory. it's a it's a failure you didn't win yeah. right but i do think coming out of what we saw at memorial yeah. it's he's building something i've i feel like he's been fighting his swing until Memorial, I felt like there was a bit of a founded moment off the tee, and his swing off the tee looks so good. It's so it fun so to watch him hit it. He drove it amazing and, this week. Yeah, like wedges are, you know, it's still there's some boneheaded shit that still happens, and that's frustrating. But I, I thought he put himself in a position to where if you run it in the, you know, the data boys run it in the models, like Wyndham comes back to, to you know, like f- drops another stroke there if you run it 10 times right like you're like oh guys an unproven player yeah like he i was kind of happy with how he battled on 16 17 and you know 18 was a little disappointing but i mean to you know he got kind of got crowned on 17 the other fairway but <laughs> that sure. was but then he had an excellent approach that was shot, awesome. so that was so good I, I i have to bring this up neil all right because i woke up this morning had a nice Father's Day lunch, you know, with my father-in-law and, and the family, and got a message on my on my phone from Slack. You misquoting uh, some quotes from last night on the show, where bad. where we uh, I, I said something along the lines of, "If you're going to put you know that much pressure on four tournaments a year, I said there's no chance you're going to sleep great." You tried to quote me as saying, "No way you go play play well." No, tomorrow. no, you said no way you sleep great and no way you go out and play free. And played I, free and fearless think, golf. Yeah. And it played fearless golf. And I thought that you guys spent way too much time last night talking about all the reasons Rory wasn't going to win. And he didn't break down that he played good golf yesterday. And I'm tired of you, you two, you two specifically sitting on the fence. You're either rooting for him or you're not. 100% and, rooting for and him. So you want to be there. You want to be at the block party, but then you want to talk shit while you're there. And it's like, you guys I, maybe I don't want to be around the block him. party. You know? that, that's, right. that's it. That, that's all I'm saying. It's a little bit like, hey, why don't, you know, we're not going to slurp the guy something. with a bandit. Now, guess what? You know, no, I'm not asking you to slurp him with a band. I'm saying acknowledge that he's playing good golf. It, the, it felt like a funeral last night. We know the, that. Here, here's here's what's funny to me, TC, looking at you specifically, is when we push back on the Fleetwood stuff, it's just, what What do you want me to do? What do you want me to not ride for my guy just because he exactly. hilariously, exactly. hilariously no. makes mistakes every fucking time in the same way? What, you I'm want not, me to just call that out? I'm not going to do that. He's my fucking guy. No, but, yeah, but I'm not coming at you for... for did I come you know, in a little hot? Yeah, but I'm I'm listening. I'm watching the live show this morning with my coffee, on my leg, and I'm like, and wait a second. This is like you guys had already like, you know. I'm I'm sorry. I still have some hope. You know, I was like, I think he's gonna get it done. I, I'm Sally, gonna be I'm gonna well. be there next major, and it's like it's just a little bit like, oh yeah. I mean, Rory's not gonna do it. It's like, well, you know, then just move on. Just just move on to the next yeah, topic. I cool. think after nine years, it's fair to put the onus on. Like, we've seen this movie. That's the point I was trying to make last night. It was like, man, he wants this really freaking badly. He talks about how much he freaking, he wants it. Every year, a year goes by where he doesn't win one of these. It adds another layer of pressure that he's feeling in these moments. There's so much anticipation. All the things he's said and done over the last several years have led to, like, these are the only things that matter, which has just put himself into a corner where, like, dude, I pretty much was – feeling last night that we were going to get another old course Sunday. And that's exactly what today felt like. He birdied the first hole, did not make another birdie after that. And it just felt like the Rory that we've seen in those final rounds for so long. We, it's very obvious he's playing well. It's very obvious he's competitive and hitting it well. But it felt like it didn't feel like last night he was going to get it done. It's, it did not feel that way. And it feels, I hate to say that feels validated today, but I just, I'm emotionally rooting for it. And I just don't feel like it's on the verge of, of happening, it felt like he lost by four today and not one. Neil, he didn't make a I guess birdie. That's why after my argument would be like, Charlie, ha- congratulations, you both are right, and that, and I hand up. I, you know what? Uh, you were one thousand percent right. Didn't get it done. Looked like the old course. All that's right. 
but just don't say you're rooting for him emotionally because you're not. That's that's what I'm getting at. It's like I'm sick. He's of, like my favorite player. How could I? It's like uh, I mean, it's just it's like, being, like it's like when it's I expect like, the just, Reds to lose. It's, it's, They're it's my like favorite team. Sitting. It's just fence sitting. That's all. Neil, it's not Neil. fence sitting. It's fence sitting. That's Neil, he is. made one birdie today. He, he birdied the first hole and he made. 16 pars in a bogey. And TC, it's a U.S. Open. Yeah, I think that... Like, that's is, kind of the fucking point. Right. But it, Guys, not, we had a we had a long afternoon. The grill got hot. We we cooked up way too much food, and nobody really came through. <laughs> Neil had me fucking grind. I'm still wearing my apron. <laughs> I wouldn't let it. You know, like, I he just kept that. holding on hope, guys. Oh. It's, it's just, just... It was it, the same thing. It's, just, it's a little St. fresh. Andrews. And that's he, fine. You know what? You guys are right. I'll I'll eat it. You guys can dance on my grave, but we're not just, dancing on your here, grave. That's, I'm that's totally fine. I'm it came here, at us. Here's what I want to correct the record on the St. Andrews stuff. This was very different to me, at least. I feel just, similarly, but it, in that St. Andrews was there for the taking. Cam absolutely took it, stepped on Rory's face. Rory like needed to bring a flamethrower that day and just was playing US Open golf. This was a very different setup. And I think he was trying to hang around trying to hang around, trying to see what happened. And like Wyndham Clark didn't, didn't come back. So I guess like you could say he should have pressed it and he should have pushed it and whatever. But like you saw Ricky pressing it down the stretch and like, it just does you missing horrible spots and you're not even close. Like he came up, he, he lost by one. I didn't think it felt like he lost by four. That's, that's a personal opinion, but Wyndham did come back though. <laughs> you bogeyed 15 and 16, like right on command. And Roy just couldn't make a, he didn't make a birdie for the last 17 holes. Yeah, no, I'm aware of that. I know, but he also didn't make. He made one bogey in the last 17 holes as well. I think most a lot of U.S. Opens that that gets it done. Listen, Not today. We have a lot. I just of, don't think it, this was that U.S. Open though. Either. Sure. We have a lot of stuff to discuss. This episode is, of course, brought to you by our friends at Titleist, the number one ball in golf, and it's confirmed. TC, I know you had questions going in about whether or not they would be the number one ball at the U.S. Open for 75 years. They called it before the ball, before the week started, before that they were going to win the ball count. It turns out they did win the ball count this week at LACC. A total of 106 players, only 106 out of 156, uh, played the Pro V1 or the Pro V1X more than five times its nearest competitor. That includes, of course, the 123rd U.S. Open champion and Pro V1X player Wyndham Clark. You can't compete at a U.S. Open unless you're in complete control of your golf ball from those high fades with his Titleist TSI 3 driver and T200 3 iron to those low spinners with the Vokey SM9 wedges. Wyndham had his Pro V1X dialed from T to green. Again, we referenced this in the US Open preview pod, but it's mind-blowing to see like what Titleist does to ensure that the Pro V1 and the Pro V1X flies consistently. I did not understand. You see that word consistency a lot in a lot of commercials, and it took seeing it up close and personal to understand exactly what that means, to spin consistently and perform the way you expect it to uh, when you execute a shot. I, I know, your TC, your brain was working in overdrive when we were out there. Any takeaways specifically that you had to the, on that front? It's not just the ball. It's everything that they produce around the ball that that plays into the ball, like the molds and the stuff that they do to, you know, for quality assurance and the x-ray machines and all that stuff. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's number one ball golf for a great reason. We appreciate Titleist. Um, Neil, what are your, you haven't been on the show. We've, we've talked a lot of LACC this week. Uh, what, what are your takeaways as a, as a viewer and uh, not a hardcore podcaster this week on your experience watching LACC? Uh, never seen the course up close or never been there. So everything was kind of my, my opinion of it is through, um, you know, the TV slash the YouTube video that you guys put together. Uh, I like the look. Uh, I'll start with the good. I like the look of the course. I think like number 11 was very striking hole. I thought NBC to, to their credit did a good job of covering number six, number eight and number 11 were the three holes that really stuck out to me. 
and I thought they uh, did a good job of showing why those holes were unique. Um, I thought the vibe was atrocious for you know the first three days. Um, I, I you know I, I I'm cool with the sunset Wilshire stuff. I'm not a huge LA guy, so it's like oh, well, everything glitters is gold. Oh my, you know, <laughs> fucking you can miss me with all that bullshit. That's a true dude for me. Uh, so it's like, oh, right in the middle of Hollywood. It's kind of like, yeah, cool, man. Like, but nobody can play it. And it sounds like it's really stuffy. And they turned it into like probably the stuffiest U.S. Open we've ever seen. Um, and then I thought the there's like the wide fairways. Like I get angles, everything. But I would like to see a little more pressure on the guys, specifically on 18. I mean, I think that like you don't have to step up and hit it, hit the fairway on 18 is, uh, you know, I, I don't, they I, had a bunch of rough and they cut totally it down. Like the that. USGA made them chop it, chop it all down left of 18. Uh, After some players came out and complained well, about it. So regardless, I, I just, I think the, the complaints watching this show and, and others of the scoring, uh, you know, I, I thought it played a little easy and relying on weather is tough. And, and I, I would like, you know, the scoring to be a little worse. Um, or a little harder, I guess I should say. I thought the course, if you take all over the four days, you know, Saturday, Sunday, played a lot more like I'd, I'd like to see, and I thought it was very interesting golf. So overall, I thought it was an exciting tournament, and I thought the, the venue was, you know, good, not great. Let me put it that way. Saul, so you had a question in here of like Riv versus um, LACC. I'm, I'm kind of Riv all the way as far as a viewer goes. I think it has more striking holes. Um, I think it asks kind of better questions like you, you have to hit some good drives it's not everything's wide open there's a few spots where there are and i i, I think i would uh you know prefer riv um over lacc but i haven't played either so that's just tr truly as a viewer it's it's an interesting question the riv versus lac the lacc thing I, I think like when it comes to tour like televised tour pro tv golf i think it's riv 100 percent, but I also like, I think I just liked it. I liked it more than maybe the general sentiment just for its uniqueness, I think. And watching some of those shots down this stretch were like, it was a do or die in a little bit different way, right? I, I mean, I, I think like, again, you saw Ricky hitting it in, in bad spots on, on some of these, some of these areas. And I think it's easy to lose sight of the fact too, that like the guys that we're watching, like separate are playing the best golf and making yeah. the golf course look extremely easy. There was a lot of guys that didn't make it look extremely easy, but it's hard to argue with. I just saw a text from a friend that said, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if Mito hit, like if Mito was playing LACC would have won the PJ championship, which kind of puts it in, into pretty tough perspective. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, well <laughs> That's a pretty good point. And, and I would say DJ to that point earlier in the week, I didn't really see even the guys that weren't playing that well, and maybe this is a broadcast, you know, commentary. I, I really didn't see the ejections from them. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, people got in bad spots. You had to lay up. And, but, and maybe this is like on TV, the greens didn't really pop to me. Um, you know, I, you, you guys totally. were talking in our Slack about like, oh, this is such a cool green. And I'm like, I'm just not really seeing that. Because everything's from a tower. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not really getting a sense of like, man. oh, he's really boned over there on this side. I can't really see the slope there. And there's some it, other courses where they've taken – you know, majors where you're like, man, that looks like that's tough. Like, you know, it like shows like Pinehurst too. You like yeah, the yeah. role, you know, the turtle backs and stuff. It's a lot easier as a viewer to understand when somebody is, you know, in the bone zone. They showed uh, like one Wyndham 
shot yesterday, I think, like one putt at ground level. And it was just like, holy shit, is that the same golf course? Like he's playing that thing like 15 feet out to the left. I've, and it, I've struggled with this all week of like, dude, I was like just fucking there. I just <laughs> I just saw this, man. And it is yeah. awesome. It is sweet. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. It is hard. It is like everything you'd want in a U.S. Open test. And I watch on TV and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I kind of see where people are coming from on this. Like, if you only experienced it through watching it, like 99.9% of people only experience, unless you're a member of the club, only experience it through watching it on television and like everything gets flattened from the views they use. And they're in commercial so much, you don't even understand the flow of it all working. And like, it's a bunch of things that probably, like, I think the golf course is great. I think it's a golf course worthy of hosting the US Open Championship, a golf course that is worthy of it. Yet, when you add in, the vibe, atmosphere, some of the stuff that's gone on with tickets, some of the stuff that's gone on uh, with the with the club in general. Like, do I think that this is like a home run winner U.S. Open host? I'd probably say no at the end of it all. I mean, if yeah. we're talking about like wanting this, wanting the golf courses of the U.S. Open to be, be somewhat representative of what golf is like in the United States or aspires to be, it's pretty hard to say like the club that's, you know, in the middle of LA getting the enormous tax break and like hogging up and hoarding all the tickets and profiting from this thing in a big way. And also like not showing up vibe wise for the national championship, probably like not the right like messaging overall. So again, like I think the golf course is totally worthy. I think the criticisms of it being too easy, probably unfair. There's some elements of it that 15 didn't really come alive. 18 just didn't come alive. Like I thought that fairway being wide would have played really well with the proper amount of firmness. And like it actually, the paths to the, to the whole locations actually being driven by where you drove it. And it just didn't end up playing at that level. And maybe, maybe LACC doesn't have enough wind and enough conditions to justify this, but it was just like, dude, those flags just did not fucking blow for like four days. And Five more mile an hour of constant wind would have made an enormous difference in how it all played, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of it kind of ended on a sour note overall of a of a week that I still was really excited for. Also, you, sorry, last thing, just like kind of sour about like the modern state of the game and like watching and seeing that in person and watching pros make it look kind of silly at times is just like a bummer. Like it really was jarring. It yeah, it can kind of go both ways because. Uh, it's crazy that they're able to pull off. It's crazy that they have to stretch it to the lengths that they have to stretch it to. But also if you're paying attention to the numbers on the screen as they're hitting the shots, like the shot that Rory hit into 11 today was just like, dude, that's that's like 300 yards. And he and he's just making it look like child's play. Like this is fucking insane. Seven was the same way. Uh, I mean, a lot of those like even like the really long irons into 16, 17, 18 are like, man, these are really freaking hard shots. And it's hard to make them look hard on tv when you don't have what i w would assume we'll have at pinehurst what we've had at shinnecock in the past which is like the hit the green ball looks like it's done rolling and then it just keeps rolling and keeps rolling and keeps rolling and keeps rolling and like that's what changes everybody's mind and we had yeah. two of those this week yeah <laughs> right? I, I did not see that dj yeah. where it was yeah, like totally you know the like there was a couple spice. spots like you, you brought up i think it was eight where window missed barely missed left yeah. And yeah, he was boned, but like there weren't a lot of times when he hit the green and barely missed and he was boned. Like yeah. he didn't get rejected from these greens. And that was, uh, I felt like that was, that was missing. If you're going to give people a break off the tee. He also was boned in a few spots and just hit like ridiculous shots. Yeah. His the wedge one, work won him this tournament like, off of today. like, what was that? 11. Like that was insane. I mean, there's, there was some that are just like, yeah, man, like you, you won that tournament there. I think overall the, the, 
from an LACC perspective, yeah, I'm trying to separate out the golf course and all the extraneous shit around it. Like the, you know, NBC was god awful. They they're incapable of doing anything that's not from a tower. The audio was fucking terrible all week. The plane buzzing, like they made no adjustments to that. It was their plane, I guess, which is even more incredible to me. Um, the the commentary was just absolutely brutal from Zinger. I mean, like like mind blowing. I'm all right. I cut, I'm normally fine with Zinger. I'm honestly fine with Zinger. He's like the least of my problems. Noda's the best guy that they have to send out with the final group. Um, even when they're not in commercial, like when when they don't have any commercials, the last hour or so they're still doing just a moment ago there's two fucking groups on the course and you're still doing just a moment ago like that's tough well let's get we'll get to the coverage in a second okay. TC, I mean, you yeah. guys you guys kind of rode pretty hard for LACC. i still i'll still ride for it i okay. thought like the first hole i think it's a great opening hole for a major i think two is cool i think three is a little bit gimmicky off the tee three thought, stinks it stinks i think it's a cool all second all shot all in there funneling to the same spot is is it's four. just bad. I, I, I think real, four, really five, cool member six. hole, tough, tough U.S. Open hole. Yeah, yeah I think that's. I think that's well said. I think. I think six is one of the best holes in all of golf, uh, tournament or not. I think it's just epic. I think eight's a great hole. Um, I think you know eleven's spectacular. Twelve's uh, a really, really underrated hole. Fourteen's awesome. Solly, you're not the biggest fan of thirteen, but I think it's interesting that you have to shape it in there, right to left. It's asking a very distinct question. I don't know. All overall, I just feel like everything course-wise this week, it, everybody was soured because of all the other shit going on, the lack of vibe and how hard it was to get around. And I think and also scoring. everybody was soured by the 62s. Yeah, the Thursday scoring. Like that was like first, you know, first impression. I mean, it's it just can like be a good summer, golf not a U.S. Open, and and also not a good U.S. Open venue. Yeah, but right. it's like Pe- I mean, Pebble was Open venue. Minus you got to make some adjustments. I think you got to tighten up some. I, I don't want everything to be high rough, but there's some holes where you could bring the rough up and tighten the fairway. It doesn't have to be wide off every tee box. I, I don't that that's where I was like I didn't feel like there was much of, of a challenge off the tee anywhere on this golf course, and that doesn't feel like a complete test to me. The biggest I, thing for me, just that soured it for me, was Joel Bill reported this morning, and I'd heard this previously that the membership at LACC tried to buy up every single ticket. So, so this is basically a private event. That to me is pretty fucked Which up. Which sucks. Yes, okay. that's right? bad. And it's like, why, why even want to host this? Other than just it being some sort of weird flex, right? Like that's that's antithetical to, to the national championship. You would want to host it and bring the world to your course and show them what it's all about and have it with open arms and all that. I think they, I think they copped out with how many fans they could have. I heard Juan was scrambling around all over town trying to get more people to come and you know giving some tickets out here and there. Who needs tickets? Who needs tickets? Signing I, I, yeah. I got four. I don't know. It's just, it's I got four. Just, and like that, that 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 to me just doesn't add up to like the philosophy of our national championship and and what our the governing body of the sport should be trying Which, to do. Which we've we've talked about this ad nauseum all week, but I think it bears repeating on the Sunday show here is like there's I think a disconnect between Bodenhammer. I don't know really where Mike Wan stands. I know he's still pretty early in his tenure, but yeah. like the people at the USGA, I think have moved past. We are thick. I should say most like the setup people at the USGA have moved past. Like we are thick, rough. We are 
golf's toughest test. We are all this bullshit because I think they've almost like waved the white flag on technology and all of that stuff just to say like this is artificial. We can keep it at even if you want, but like that's not going to be a, oh, yeah. a proper test. So I think like there's a disconnect between how those people are like trying to set up the golf course and how the U S open is thought of by most people and still like build a lot of the time in the USGA ads and all of those things. Right. Because like, do I think this was like a really, really, really good test of golf that identified the best player and all of those things? Like, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I thought it was way different than a week to week PJ tour event. I thought it felt like a major, I thought all of those things were true. Neil, to your point, did it feel like a capital U us open? like that I've come to expect over the last 35 years of my life. No, totally not. So like something's got to change. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a disconnect between those two things. And I, I think that's just going to take a while to suss out. It's, and it's been five years. Like they've stopped talking like they're like, you should expect the, the setup people have. Yes. The rest of the organization has. Yeah, not. that's they're true. Still selling grit hats, yeah, man. It's tough. You yeah. know, like that, that's the marketing. Is still there. That's why we're trying to get some of these. We've had these yeah. people on our pod and in videos of like explaining the specifics of what they're like. We literally said this: the winning score was going to be ten under before the week. Like this is not, this should yeah, not have yeah. been a surprise to anyone that was yeah. following this even remotely. Close. And I have no issue with ten under. I, I think where I have an issue is I didn't think that, and I thought I had fun watching the event, and I liked the course in spots looked really good. I just thought they um, wasn't a complete test, especially off the tee. Like I, I feel like you, there's room to still have the high rough in spots. I don't need it everywhere, but I, yeah. I didn't feel I, like it tested the complete game of the golfers. Like to get. I, I just feel like a lot of guys were getting away with stuff off the tee is kind of my thesis there. I think the hard part in like a macro sense is like you start growing up rough and then all the bunkering of that golf course just becomes like irrelevant, right? Like a lot of the the thought is like keep the fairways firm, keep them wide so that like if you get a ball rolling in the wrong direction, it's supposed to roll into those bunkers. So you grow like 20 yards of rough between, you know, what is now the edge of the fairway and the edge of the bunker and it just becomes like a... Really yeah, but stupid. where other than number but, one, where was a bunker? I didn't see any even like anybody even remotely running into like running out into danger. Six, like number what, one on the left, yes. Yeah. And then otherwise it was just like I they yeah. weren't even in play. 17, that bunker should have been moved up. I don't understand what that bunker was for. Nobody drove it in that bunker left of 17 all week. 16, that was a, a wonderful yeah. bunker. Like it was extremely well placed. It was 335 carry adjusted. No one could get over it. You could get around it if you wanted to, but like that was extremely well placed. So I'm with you. It's it was not perfect off the tee. I think there are there were, I mean, I know this is not like in George Thomas's original design, but like if you're gonna have the 58 yard wide fairway on the on the 18th hole, like there needs to, be, needs to be a bunker down the right. There's got to be something guarding that yeah. right of like that you don't want to be going down that way or even like a centerline bunker, some kind of something to avoid with that tee shot would have elevated things a lot. Yeah. So I, last I, thing, can I say one more thing? Uh, I 15 super fucking overrated. Like, oh, the 80 yard shot. Like everyone telling me we're going to get some big ass hops like lacrosse balls into the back bunker. Fuck that, dude. Those guys <laughs> tore that pin up. There was plenty it's of funny. room there. I need to go back and watch the Walker Cup. What, what are we Cup? talking it about? Was, yeah. It was fantastic for the Walker Cup, and I don't know if it was just the way they covered it or what, but it, it was a lot less dynamic. This it didn't even look that skinny that, on that front yeah. portion. I, all I heard all week, you know, oh, I tried to limit my intake of like pre-week stuff, and it was just like, oh, man, 15. Neil, I think that's shot. some of that, though, is like that, that comes back to NBC and how like truly – 
abysmal they are at showing yeah. some of this. But I'll say this. I one, just don't think the whole played that interesting. One bogey you know? today on 15, somehow. Yeah. I, I don't, and it was Wyndham Clark. It was Wyndham the only Clark. Bogey. Yeah. <laughs> five, five doubles all week, even when the mules were in the field and the qualifiers were in the field. So, so a little bit of it. like, is that fi- is 15, like without all the hype, is 15 a bad hole? Yeah, maybe it's a, maybe it's just average. Like, it's maybe, a, it's but, again, but, man, like the players they, in this field are like too freaking good. We like just members for hype, and it's yeah. like it didn't live up to the hype at all. Yeah, I I totally agree. I Let's agree. bring in KVV. I, uh, yeah. Let's do that. Kevin Van Valkenburg, our resident journalist, has been on site all week. We have not talked to him today much at all. We have no idea what he saw. We have no idea what he's getting ready to tell us. But what's uh, what's your reaction to everything that's just unfolded, Kevin? Uh, look, I think you can feel um, happy for Wyndham Clark. I think uh, he played pretty darn well. You got to give it to him. You got. You uh, do you have got to, to give it to him. Football. He did. He did just win the U.S. Open. Uh, <laughs> seems like a nice fella. Um, had some great uh, sort of quotes. He was he was talking. I, I watched him on the range this morning. Well, I guess it was this afternoon. But for probably he was the last guy off the range, and he was sitting there with his his uh, psychology coach, um, who's also Max's uh, sort of psychology coach. And she was telling him every time you hear a cheer for Ricky today, re- you know, remember your goals and get cocky. And he was like, every so every time he's must he said I must have done that a hundred times today. So every single cheer that someone had for Ricky or for Rory, that's I just channeled that as like, yeah, that I'm I'm going at this. I thought that was kind of a cool, uh, insightful thing. I mean, he he was pretty charming in his press conference. Um, he was I caught him. He and Ricky Fowler were sort of crossing paths uh, one last time as as he was going into his press when Ricky was leaving his and and he said to Ricky, "Hey man, like next year this is yours." And Ricky was like, "Hey man, that's that's cool, but like, how does it feel for you?" And he was like, "You know what? It feels really fucking great." Hey man, so that's, like, that's cool man yeah that's TVB, how was the vibe out there today was it different than yesterday it was it was different there was a lot more people actually it's funny tc you say that because i got heckled by some uh lacc uh member who was pissed off at us for saying he said why don't you go tweet about that there's not enough people here and i chirped back him i said well is that because the usga went and bought six thousand two or more tickets to <laughs> give out this morning and he didn't. I don't what did he say? You're so right, Kevin. Today. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. Mr. TC. I'm you not should sure beat his ass, Kevin. That information, but uh, <laughs> that was right before Rory uh, sort of fanned his wedge on 14. So it was a, a series of unfortunate events uh, there. Um, yeah, I mean, look. Obviously, Rory. It's a pretty uh, big bummer for anybody who was sort of hoping that this was the moment for him. And uh, I think you guys probably saw the his quote uh, when I asked him a question about. Hey, man, is it because, you know, every time he does this, we're like, you know, what do you think you'll learn from this? Or how do you think you'll grow from this? And I was like, hey, are you, are you getting kind of exhausted by these questions about, you know, how this is going to build character? And he kind of chuckled and he was like, yeah, but, you know, I'd go through a hundred Sundays like this just to get my hands on one more major championship. There's a little bit of a reminder of that Brooks quote of like, I'd give back every single dollar that I have to experience that one more time. It just shows you like these things matter. Nobody like bursts into sobbing tears after you know an event for fifteen million bucks. Uh, they do it because it matters for history. So uh, it was a, it was an interesting day. I mean, I, I wish I feel like I can't feel like Rory hit bad putts. It, there were so many that were like burning edges, and you know the if the pace was a little bit better, it was never any one that just flat out sucked. Except for maybe the the putt on eight. Um, I think he was mostly still bumming about the first putt that he had. But like that, that eight iron that he hit into that green, I mean, like maybe it was a nine iron, you know, it took one bounce that wasn't firm enough. It would have probably fed all the way down to the hole if it was a little firmer there. It's just kind of how it goes. You know, there's too many random bounces in a major championship and he hasn't gotten sort of 
Yeah, I th- honestly, when he hit the the be embedded ball, I thought, oh my gosh, he's gonna get a drop out of this fucking terrible swing. This is the break that he needs. If he holds this chip here, all of a sudden, like uh-uh. everything changes. Like that, and of course, six. You know, he made six. <laughs> and I think that's you know, he said in his presser that you know he was he wanted to hit sand wedge. The wind was kind of changing. He, he and uh, Harry talked it over, and they decided, okay, it's three quarter gap wedge. And he stepped, stood over the ball, and he just felt like, you know what? I don't know. I don't feel 100% confident over this. And the wind kind of took it, and it just died. And he said, if I'd have waited another 15, 20 seconds, I think I would have been better off. I think I, would, I'm like, I had the original club right, and I should have just hit a hard sandwich. Hmm. So I do. I, I feel better than, than him erring on the side of taking more club and trying to finesse something than I would have trying to pound something, at least, though. Like that, we had eaten him up, I think, if he'd have tried to muscle a wedge. That, that's, yeah, that's been the, that's been the issue is him yeah. sky and wedges. But the ironic thing is, like, the only thing you can't do there is miss short. Yeah. Kev, what's yeah, uh, it's, it's just that, though, TC, like, Man, it, the it's, margins are thin. I know hard, there's like a three-foot wide spot that he's trying to land that. Yeah, I it's hard it. to I get 72 yeah. of those right, you know? I mean, it, I'm, I'm amazed watching a lot of those shots all week of, like, the dudes that were carrying the bunkers by, like, five yards on 11 and just, like, having <laughs> no doubt. I mean, their, their distance control, I've never been more impressed with overall distance control after watching a tournament. Watching all the shots go into six all week and dudes just having no problem from 59 yards, 79 yards, 99 yards, no big deal. So we'll drop it in there. 15, I just looked at the numbers for 15. Uh, 90, uh, 97% of the guys hit it in round one, 93% in two, 87% in three, and 86% in four. Overall, 93% of players in the entire field, mules included, hit the 15th green. Like, it's just, it was a lot of grotesque, really good golf played. Solid. To that, to that point, I, I think what uh, impresses me more is those last, like, 16, 17, 18, watching those guys judge their runouts. Yeah. Um, you know, they're hitting six irons, seven irons, five irons into these greens and they're landing on the front and it just trickles up to pin high. It's like it's it's like automatic. I mean, Cam, Scotty, Rory, like even though Rory's eight shot on 18 was, you know, off to the left, it's still the right distance, especially and, with how many front pins there were today, too. It's yeah, just it's really so good. Hard, golf. Man. So it's so hard. Uh, KVV story of the day, Tommy. Mm. Yeah, I mean, clearly. I mean, was that just were, were people just just a buzz? Just buzzing, yeah. It was clearly. I mean, there was tears in their eyes when he was about to make that putt and then missed it. On that was a good putt, uh, TC. Did we get a reaction from you on that one? Yeah, yeah it was just like the Gordon Sargent putt on eighteen. <laughs> yeah, some weird stuff. Something was weird going on with stuff. that cup. I Unlucky, TC. Oh. What is the difference? And it was all a huge bump there. What is the difference between what what uh, Tommy did today and what? Cantley was you were alleging earlier about the sort of stolen valor yellow wikipedia top 10 yeah i'm very well, i'm very curious about this we've ri- we've ridden patrick pretty hard for this kind of thing it doesn't freaking matter so fine in these yeah days. the lines are very fine it's it's, it's hard <laughs> it's it's really hard to get it get it just right but i'm curious i, I wonder if you can help me uh help just me put help this you. in perspective yeah yeah i mean i think uh first of all is a top five um oh, okay. which yeah. you know tommy doesn't really finish top 10 he finishes top five so that's a big difference he's not yeah. he's not skating in on the number fluffing and getting bit. that yellow yeah. he's 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 earning the yellow do you think he, he was the, under any pressure today do you think i, I, I think mean, he made the cut on the number and, okay. and ended up finishing t5 yeah. uh mean, meanwhile can't like didn't even miss miss t10 by a shot okay. uh tommy's think, contended in majors before can't like okay. hasn't so that's a big difference. Tommy doesn't need to fluff his resume. Cantley okay. does. What's the difference between Tommy's putt on 18 and Rory's on eight? 
Uh, Rory's a Hall of Famer. And Tommy's oh. not. Oh, oh my God, that's oh, a big whoa, whoa, news. There. There, whoa. There's news here. Bang a lang. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Especially with all the masters that Tommy's won. Do you think Tommy and Finau got up this morning and were like, you know, we're in this, so we can just shoot 56, 55, somewhere in there? Are we talking Milton Finau? (laughs) (laughs) You got to explain this. Are we talking about like Milton Friedman, like the economics guy? No, No, we're talking about Milton Milton. (laughs) Tommy's actual name is Milton. Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or his middle name? Milton Milton Pua Tony Finau is his name. Oh my god! I thought this was some like deep economics joke. Tony, or Tony, like, no, Tron, just, Tron just started referring to him exclusively as Milton in our Slack. Oh yeah, what fucking Milton shoot today? <laughs> just killing me. The best was was uh, uh, TC uh, pump, pumping up Fleetwood's major record and dumping on Finau's when Fleetwood has six top tens in majors and Finau's got ten of them. So Tony, Tony, Finau's to name is Milton. I'm not talking majors, top tens. Though. I'm talking top five. I'm talking a very selective rank. That only favors God. my guy. And how, how is this the first time I'm hearing that Tony Finau's real name is Milton? This is you you gotta, maybe you don't know Ball, Neil. Incredible. I Slack. I'm like a, a like an onion joke of of economic. I didn't know where we. I thought I was like, oh yeah, Finau, Friedman, you know, <laughs> Paradise Lost. Yeah, 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 John Milton. I, this is Paradise Lost. Also, Tony. Tony's two years older. Like we, we don't know what. You don't know what Tommy's going to do over the next, okay. next okay. 12, This 18, is your fault. Months. This is your I'm fault, KB. I'm just, I need, I look, I need some editorial guidance about how I should view these things when mm-hmm. I'm out here on the ground. And uh, it's important to have I appreciate your first person, your first person reporting. That, you know, people had tears in their eyes. That's how, cool. Mil- how did Milton play? <laughs> Kev, what uh, was the, uh, what's the lasting scene? I know you're a big scene guy. Scene yeah. kid. Four on the floor in the Goldman Sachs. I uh, think, I mean... <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, Wyndham's sobbing on the green. I mean, he, he talked a lot about his mom and, and how much uh, she meant to him. You know, if you didn't hear us last night talking about or didn't read my piece this morning, she died of breast cancer when he was at Oklahoma State. And he he really struggled with a lot of stuff uh, since he talked about, like, being in his car some days and just, like, beating the shit out of his car and being so angry about – he said he had a great quote. He's like, why can't I be as good as my peers? Like, why can't I do the things that – they can and so you know he was looking up and thinking about his mom in that moment and how you know he had lost her she had been through a hell of a lot of stuff and he had almost quit golf twice and he sort of stuck with it he, he said it used to like really burn him a, a lot he burned him up when people say man you have such a good swing because inside he would be thinking like okay cool but why can't i get the ball to go where i want uh and i thought that was kind of interesting too i mean it you know it's hard to play really great golf and and that three wood into 14 that he hit, that was the shot of the tournament to me uh, to just have that moment. You know, Rory's on tilt and he just ropes that three wood in there and, and makes an easy birdie to go up three. You know, that was the difference to me because I, I will say, I think you got hurt when I came on. I heard you guys talking a little bit about 18 is pretty toothless. I mean, he like he hit a really bad drive on 18. Like and it, so it, bad. It was it's the worst. You know, it was like Phil basically at Wingfoot. Like it floated way, way right. You know, what Phil's going left, whatever. But uh, a big slice, and of course, it's still in the fairway. And I think that was sort of. A, I was like, oh man, like how can you? Get the, the crowd when that ball was in the air. Usually, the crowd can't track the ball, but it was so bad the crowd was like, ooh, while the ball was in the air. 
It was crazy. That, that, was tough. that was one of the but, worst. Like it should have spun off the planet. It should be in orbit right now. Yeah. So it was the tenth hardest hole all week. The eighteenth hole, which um, I think can, if, if you already have a little bit of an identity crisis amongst like casual fans of your course not being difficult, like a, a, a rather benign finishing hole is a is a tough uh, tough uh, dessert platter on top of that that me- that uh, menu that you've laid out. I guess so. Yep. Shout out to TC. Look, I mean, Wyndham might go on to be like a really great player. So I don't know that this is like a fluky thing. I mean, he hits it so freaking far. Probably should be on the Ryder Cup team now. I mean, imagine putting him with somebody else who hits it really far or who hits it short, you know, and just kind of letting them say, all right, you go out and and attack, you know, putting him in alternate shot. I mean, he's, he's good at everything. He got up and down from so many interesting places today. I thought for sure when he, when he fanned it left of 11, I was like, here we go. This is where he, it's going to come apart. Uh, and he hit, you know, not a great shot on 13. He, you know, muscles that out of there. You know, not a great shot on 15, not a great shot on 16, not a great shot on 17. But he just kept scraping it around. And that's that was the difference between, like, you know, guys who blow it in the end of these things and guys who don't, is that he just didn't wasn't going to let it, ever going to let that lead go. I think if it had gotten tied, he would have freaked out and Rory would have, you know, maybe closed. It was, it was also – not only did he get up and down from those spots, I felt like his wedge made it so that he didn't put hardly put any pressure on his putter. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. one place he did on 15, he missed that putt. But totally most right. of them were just so inside the comfy zone. It was just like almost like for me rooting for Rory, it's just demoralizing. Yeah. You're like, oh I mean, man, there's not even a chance here that he's gonna we didn't up even down on eight too. We didn't even talk about eight and nine. I mean, eight and nine is probably yeah. the the turning point that he I asked yeah. him, can you take us specifically through what happened on eight? And he was like, Yeah, I mean I was so, my mind was working so fast and I didn't, he was like the next shot that I hit after I whiffed it, I didn't even know where it went. I was like, I have no idea where it is. And my caddy had to show me what, and he was like, I just told myself, just calm down, slow down. The caddy was like, let's just get up and down here. Let's make a bogey. And then he goes and dumps it in the, you know, in the bunker on nine and and has the sort of wherewithal to chip it away from the hole, let it take the slope and makes that putt. That, that blew a, Zinger's mind. God, no, Zinger, Zinger backed himself into a corner on that one. He's like, oh, Dude, that's not going to – there's no way he gets 10 feet, and there's like, that's not going to take the hill. It's not going to get all the way down there. Damn it. You know, Which like, I kinda, for three. Say, say what you want about Zinger. It's kind of fun almost to have it a voice of the fan in like the – Like real uh, time. No way he gets See, that's exactly where I'm at with Zinger. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, you know what? That's, that's probably oh, that's what I would come say. come down? No way. Oh, damn. not really guys, adding that much. this shit out. This is coming down. It's coming all the way down. What do you What do you about the plane? The plane earlier? That could be one of those extra terrestrial videos or something <laughs> or like a, you can turn that into an alien film what are we how big were about? the gas tanks on that plane i mean kvv is the plane loud in person a little bit at times when it's over uh over the hole that you're on you can definitely it's like a you know i think cody was speaking to, to its you know last night like it's yeah i think it's honestly louder on tv though than it is on, on person that's cool. I one last thing for uh, Wyndham Clark that we haven't mentioned yet. The shot on four today was like that was big boy stuff. A, a high was, cut. I don't know what it was. Four iron, five iron, whatever it was. That back pin that no one was getting it after all that, day. That had to be closest to the day, right? I mean, it was such a good shot. It was so proper, and I just that, that's that's going to be a ringing shot in my ears. I think I'm still that and the sound of Rory's four iron on eleven are like a couple of the shots that I'll remember the most from from today. Yeah. Really good. I mean, the I, I thought the chip on six as well from that deep, deep, rough, like yeah. short right of the green there. That was a really strong shot as well. KVV, did you follow 
you follow Rory all day? Did you kind of bounce back and forth? What was your strategy? I was hauling ass back and forth between the two. I mean, there was a couple, like, luckily you could kind of follow both. Uh, so I, I started out with Rory and then would drop back and then run forward and drop back and run forward. So I was, uh, I was working hard. I hope I burned a few pounds off today. <laughs> uh, circling back there, there was two birdies on four today. Wyndham was by far the closest shot. Yeah. So him we, and Austin Eckert were the only two birdies. To yeah. Hit it to five feet in the final when, group. Trying to win the U S open. So. When, when you I go win by one, there's, there's a, there's a diff, defining moment for you. And also Rory's you... four footer on eight to win, to lose by sure. one. I don't know, you guys, if you guys have brought this up yet, but uh, when Rory was uh, when waiting to go into scoring, he sort of leaned over to Sean, his manager, and said, uh, "St. Andrews all over again." Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. So that's cool. uh, yeah, definitely felt he felt the sting of like just not being able to putt well enough. He's I think he, the, the phrase he used in the presser was, you know, I didn't play poorly, but I didn't do enough. Which, like, going back to what we were talking about last night, like, if he, if that's his first reaction coming off the green of a major championship, like, you can't tell me the scar tissue isn't, like, getting to an uncomfortable level, right? I mean, if he's going straight back to, like, yeah, the most recent of his heartbreaks, and he's – that had to cross his mind midday, right? Like, oh, this is yep. – like, that's not – that's not like the go, like, fuck everyone. I'm Rory fucking McElroy. I'm going to win this thing attitude. That's like, ho- that's wishful. That's wishful Rory. That's the that's the one that's been hard to watch in majors. I felt like last couple well, you years. You got to do something to get over the hump, right? Yeah. The last two years have been way better than the, the just another guy, like Rory in majors that we saw for a couple years there. And uh, it is worth acknowledging that. He is way closer, and I feel yeah. better about his chances going forward after the last couple years. But um yeah he's gonna have a lot of the same expectations at liverpool a place he's won and then he's gonna know like then it's 10 years going into the next year if you haven't won one and like that's wild to think like this i don't this podcast exists last time you won a major i I think it started in 14 right yeah that was it's tough it's it's also just i don't know it kind of it's kind of cheesy but like it's also part of the reason why it's the best that there's only four a year right like it's man what a i don't know what a mind fuck it's just, I don't know. I it's think just so tough, too, where, yeah, it's like, oh, I feel like he's a better golfer than he was two years ago. I feel like he's a better golfer than he was four years ago. Like, he's playing better golf tee to green. I think feel like he has a better yeah. command of his swing and, and course management and all that. It's just... He hit, he hit it so good today. I mean, yeah. he, he he was really good with driver. I mean, what, he missed one time on 16, I think? I mean, I, I can't, I'm trying to struggle to remember another drive that he hit that wasn't great. It's also just just funny thinking of like the echo of what you said about Wyndham Clark to KVV, where it's like him walking off the golf course and people talking about like, man, your swing's so good. It's like, Rory, you're playing so great, man. Yeah, yeah, I fucking know, dude. I know, <laughs> I know. Don't care. Just kind of missing one thing still. It's, it's hard. Like we have such high standards for Rory, right? And he should deserves to have like some high standards yeah. for good reason. But like he. Everybody else sort of showed up small in this tournament. All the other big, what you know, Scotty yeah. was awful today. Rom was nowhere to be found. Your boy Tony didn't, you know, Tony and Tommy weren't even in in contention of this, right? So like, Rory's the one dude other than Wyndham who like delivered something above average every single round, and yet like it's the disappointment is huge. I mean, that just the it shows. I think I wrote this line today. Like the gulf between first and second is like emotionally immeasurable. Because like second is so fucking good in the U.S. Open, nine under in this course this week was really good, and it wasn't even close to being good enough, and that's what's heartbreaking for him, I'm sure. 
Scotty oh, finished. Man. Scotty finished third. Let's let's chill out on that. He wasn't wasn't any good at any point. But I I, I think Rory needs a vacation. I think you know at this point we can acknowledge. <laughs> well, I that. see why you're saying that. I see okay. that. Okay. I, see. I, 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 I know you. I know, I know you. you. Can't get to it. Not, you guys will not let me get do my job. But uh, by now, you guys know we're big fans of Omni Hotels and Resorts, not just for the championship caliber golf, but the diverse destinations all across the country. We love the fact you can take a golf trip and make it a vacation at the same time, especially this time of the year. So whether you're with the guys or with family, you can escape the heat in the mountains of Virginia at the Omni Homestead or in the hill country at in Austin at Omni Barton Creek. If you If you want a little preview of these, please stay tuned to our YouTube channel, which you're probably watching this on right now. We will have some special film room episodes on these locations. Omni Hotels and Resorts delivers the best modern golf experience from corner to coast. 12 diverse golf destinations with 27 iconic courses and multiple cool short courses. Go to omnihotels.com slash NLU and find your golf summer retreat. Also, Omni Frisco, the the Fields Ranch Golf Course in Frisco, where we're having the NIT, is a fantastic destination, um, and we can't wait to get that that captured on video for you guys as well. So, KBV, question, did... Did Ricky see old man Marley with the shovel again or something? And he, and he got afraid again. <laughs> what, uh... I, he just did not have it today. There was nothing that was great from him. Uh, I, I'm trying to struggling to remember a great Ricky shot throughout the day. And it just, nothing is, uh, maybe hit a good wedge into 14 made birdie there, but by then it was sort of irrelevant. I, I don't know. I mean, just, I really it thought that if it was, you know, well, if it wasn't severely hard that Ricky was going to be able to to win it and he just wasn't ever you could sort of feel it slowly coming undone by the third green is the, the leading is not, the field in birdies and and bogeys yeah <laughs> kind of summed it up <laughs> for me I, I was like we were focusing all on the birdies we weren't really yeah. focused on the bogeys and the putter just you know he, he was kind of unconscious with it for three days it, yeah as you look back everything becomes clear to me after the fact sure. you're like oh, well I don't think you can keep that pace up this, this is certainly not I told you so because I, I thought he was going to keep playing well today. But like we did say it on Thursday, too, is like, man, he's been in he's been putting up a lot of good results. He hasn't really like had a chance to win in a really, really, really long time. And it's really hard when you going back to everything we just said, like careers being defined by majors. There's only four, a, a, you know, a year. You've got all this scar tissue you're bringing to it. Why haven't you won one? And then you're like, also, I don't have the muscle memory of like going and trying to win a PJ Tour event is a tough tough task for today um uh scotty what what is our reaction to what we saw out of scotty this week uh, well I'd, exactly I'd like to kick it off and say i thought it was almost borderline criminal of you last night Sally, to say that that was the story of the day it, his bogey <laughs> eagle you. birdie finish yesterday was the story of the day i thought that was like well, i thought you're still gonna like, win i thought that was a trash take and I, I i would ask for an apology to to everybody I thought he was still going to win. I will not apologize for that at all. I think that was an enormous story. The number we one knew he in the didn't world. have it. He, and, and I'm yeah. so fucking sick of Hicks and Zinger <laughs> trying to tell me to find a new slant that he, his putting isn't a problem. I mean, every Thank chance you. they get, it's like when, uh, you know, Todd Lewis was trying to say, like, when it's Bryson mu- and, his ca- and his caddy broke up, it was mutual. <laughs> it's like, you know, get out of here with this, with this garbage, guys. Oh, yeah, you know, they're trying to make it a narrative out there. Yeah. No, we asked him. He, he said it's, he fine. it's not fine. an issue. <laughs> and then he, he's just booting everything on the low side. It's fucking <laughs> garbage, man. Sorry. We, I'm just guys, sorry. Before we go any farther, we need to talk about the TIO relief on seven. Yes, we do. That was egregious. That's that the biggest story of the day for you when it comes Ooh, to Scotty? It was there, up Neil? there. Is that yeah, the biggest one? Is no, that but it? I thought that was bullshit. So I'm, I'm cool to talk about it. That was, I mean, that was it, fucking egregious. 
like I, a I wire was, hanging across. Yeah. Those so those little TV radio towers or whatever, they are sort of in the way, but he was totally effed there. Like he wouldn't even had a backswing and he hit such a bad ball off that tee. Uh, I could not believe when I saw the, the rules visuals going. I was like, this is just classic Scotty to be able to get to do this. I mean, at least he didn't make the par putt. I don't know how he got spin on that ball coming out of, the, of that bark or whatever they hit it out of. Listen, it was a shot link tower. Because he got tower. to place it. It was a shot link tower. The data guys love him, and the data towers love him. Like he, the, the data boy, every, all the data loves Scotty Scheffler. I, I feel all right? like the spirit of the game died a little bit today. The spirit of the rules. Wow. Between, <laughs> okay. between that with Scotty, between what did I ask? Can we talk Scotty? caddy, between, <laughs> between Wyndham's caddy lining him up on every putt. That was tough. Bad. Egregious. And, and between Wyndham mashing his lie down behind the ball. Uh, Were you good with Rory's embedded ball? Was that okay? Different occasions. Taking the fingers into the earth, I, I get a little uneasy with, with <laughs> yeah. the, the proctology exam I, on the on the rough. Props to Scotty for finding Rory's ball. I do not think that Rory would have found it if Scotty hadn't been like, I think it's right here. Really? Yeah, it was. I mean, they were starting to get nervous about like where the. I mean, they were like feeling in the grass because they could not figure out where it actually had landed. No one could understand. It. And Scotty, they were both in the bunker, and Scotty like started like poking his finger around. I was like, I think it's right here. So hmm. there's some spirit. That's, we'll, we'll give Scotty the credit for I, that. That's okay, so Scotty related. Sorry, I'm going to pose you this question. I, like, how, why did you think he was going to win? Like, we know he he's putting horribly. Like what, what he putted what, well what this week? He putted, he putted pretty well overall for the week, right? It, it was, he was hitting the ball so freaking well that it felt like if he delivered the putting week that he did, I thought he was going to win. He actually didn't hit the ball as well as we're used to with Scotty because he finished third in ball striking this week. That's how good he's been hitting it. It's like he literally finishes first like every week in ball striking and puts so badly that he and he still finishes in the top five. So it's like if he gains on the greens this week, I thought he was going to win. And he did, it kind of took him a little while to get going a little bit with the ball. He didn't drive it great the first couple of days. And it just felt like at some point he was going to go on a run. He was going to get hot at least a little bit, and it never really fully materialized. He putted poorly today. Um, we needed, you know, just a couple more of the of those fifteen footers to go at some point, and it never happened. But his floor is just like nobody felt like Scotty played well this week. It did not. There's no highlight memories. There's no like feeling of. I mean, obviously the highlight of seventeen on Saturday, like the hole out, the freakish hole out from the fairway. That was after an exasperating stretch of not being able to get the ball in the hole and. It's just like his floor is so wildly high right now that uh, it's his ninth top 10 in his last 11 majors. Like it's been a freakish run in golf's hardest events. And I, I felt like he was somehow under talked about coming into this week and C game finished third and, and third, uh, three shots out of the, out of the lead. I'll Tired pose you another two next, uh, next topic. I'll pose you another question. Solly is, is uh, Scotty the new buoy? Many people are asking. The bobber. He's the freaking bobber. Oh, that's right. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry, I, I keep trying to make bobber happen. But yeah, no, somebody yeah. said that to be somebody was too. He's the strike <laughs> indicator. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think uh, John kind of, you know, been a non-factor in the last two majors after he, many people were saying he might win the Grand Slam is at least something worth acknowledging. But <laughs> he also finished T-10 this week. Back, back yeah, door. Back yeah. door. It was. It was. But listen, it all, you know, you're just quoted salt. Uh, Scotty's, you know, last eleven majors, like all oh, the shit gets rolled up into into those kinds of stats. So I'm just I'm reading it into the record. I mean, last the last two U.S. Opens, Scotty's been beaten by a total of three people. Shout out to Cal Porter's favorite stat, but like that's that's sick to do that and not win either one of them. Like that's 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 pretty that's tough. Them's be the breaks sometimes, but that's tough. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I just didn't really feel like he was. 
I, I didn't feel like he was a th really a threat though. Like I, I guess I this is a total eye test. Him. Like all of what you said, stat related, is like yeah, that I, I'm nodding along, and I agree with the high floor thing. And it's but it was just like all four days. I was like, man, he just doesn't have it. Like he's not. It's not like he's. I, I just didn't feel like he was going to turn it on. That's fair. I felt like there was a, at some point over four days he was going to turn it on, and it just never felt. It never fully came through. He needed to go get it more on day one. That was the day that was obviously out there. He only shot three under on day one, and uh, that that was tough. So, I'll still. I, I don't regret picking him at all. I think it was, it was, it was a solid pick. And uh, to really, I mean, Wyndham, I could not have predicted him getting beat by Wyndham. But Rory, I mean, I, I get it. If you pick Rory, that's a that's a W over Scotty. But Wyndham was kind of a freakish result, I'd say. I mean, Wyndham's stats for like the like strokes gain around the green and short game and stuff was just crazy. He was, I mean, he really didn't like like his approach play wasn't really that great all week. It really wasn't. Yeah. It was it was that good off the really good off the tee, really good around the greens, really good on the greens. It was uh, yeah. a weird little uh, weird weird way of weird getting combo. about it. Neg uh, almost negative yeah. strokes gain approach this week, which is weird. That's yeah. You got a guy that you know drives it that well and puts it that well. That guy's to your point. KVV probably going to make a lot of money on the PJ Tour. Yeah. KVV. Any other big big takeaways? Big uh, observations you had this week? Um, I don't know. It's hard to not think a little bit about like. I, I think one of the things that's most interesting to me about Rory is I think he's clearly trying to go about his business while also still like honoring who he wants to be as a person. And I, I think that, you know, he hinted at this at the PGA where he said, I don't really want to be that person that I was in 2014 because that getting into that sort of headspace was sort of exhausting and I didn't really like who I was. And so I think he feels deep down, like he can win majors still kind of being the kind of gregarious open-hearted person that he is. And I think we're so close to that being validated this week, but I also still wonder, like, is that the way that he's going to win major championships? And I don't, I don't know. I mean, for like yeah. personally, for my sake, I, I love it when he chats people up, you know, and when he'll say hello and invite us along to practice rounds. But I wonder, like, if maybe sometimes he should just kind of push everyone away for a little while and say, like, I, I'm going to. Maybe that puts him in a bad headspace. You know, we used to talk about this with DJ. I, I remember thinking DJ needs a better caddy. And you guys said, push back and said, no, that might be the perfect caddy for him because he needs someone who's going to make him feel comfortable. And I think that's a, a good thing to think about with Rory. Is it maybe this point in his life? Like, I don't know. I, I honestly feel like, man, it's just at this point, it's the weight, the weight of that blanket just gets heavier each major that goes by, right? It's just like, dude, how can it have been this long? Well, now, how can it have been this long? Like, I've played some pretty freaking good golf in majors for, for quite some time. I've had, you know, great runs near the end. I've had great chances and had bad runs near the end. How does it, how, how long can this happen? And then just, again, I go back to like, the more this happens, the more he's just going to think about it. And, the pressure just continues to mount, and the Sundays just tend to look like that when he's really close. And they just that moment when you're waiting for that putt to go in just like never seems to come. And and I think to that point too, like you know, I know this wasn't his week necessarily, but like if Brooks wins, you know, Brooke, it's now five to four. It's worth shouting out at every turn, right? Yeah. Is like we've we've always talked about Rory as being the guy because he had four and nobody else did. And now Brooks has five. And if Brooks gets to six, it gets even louder. If Brooks gets to seven, it gets even louder, right? And uh, that 
I don't know. It feels pretty possible to me. It should be really yeah. loud for Liverpool. I mean, his last yeah. six, seven majors, I mean, he missed the cut this year at the Masters, obviously, which was, you know, he, he shortly withdrew from the Heritage week after that, and it just seemed like he was totally exhausted by that point. But second at the Masters last year, eighth PGA, T5 US Open, third in the Open Championship, that MC at the Masters this year, T7 at PGA, and solo second this year at the US Open. Like, that's pretty, you yeah, know. Yeah, we got... We've got that. We've got Quill Hollow next year. We've got Valhalla. Or yeah, Valhalla we, 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 we got Valhalla next year. We've got Quill Hollow the, the year after. Like some comfy places for Rory coming up. So would agree with that. So, Kevin, we're going to send you on your way. Now you got to get to some writing, but uh, we appreciate all of your insights and your traveling and being away from your, from your daughters on Father's Day and uh, all, all you've done to, to provide for for all of us this past week at the U.S. Open and uh, and all your insights and all that. So if, if people can find your writing at nolangup.com. Uh, he's been sending out the dispatches hard and fast this week, and we uh, want to shout you out for an awesome week, and we thank you for it. Thanks, guys. We got a lot of people in the stands were uh, sort of giving shout-outs to NLU this week. It was pretty awesome to hear. I feel like you know the, the writing thing is starting to have a little love, and uh, we're starting to get people who are reading it regularly, and I appreciate that. And then that's just and, TC's uh, members up there. That's his. That's, that's his, fans his and brother. golf, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I definitely uh, thanks for mentioning my my girls and Father's Day and stuff because I was I was missing them pretty hard today. I'm excited to get home to them and play some golf with them. So. I, I would also recommend no free ads, but go read KVV's uh, Golfer's Journal piece. Uh, I retweeted it. I don't know if Kev, I don't know if you tweeted it as well. I think Golfer's Journal tweeted it out today, but kind of a uh, Father's Day uh, golf read that just is is one of my favorite things uh, in golf. So go read that too. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Kevin. Um, Cheers. I just saw this. Andy just tweeted this. Uh, the six events ago, Wyndham Clark was playing in an opposite field event, and now he's 13th ranked player in the world. It's crazy. Is that wow. true? Like, that is freakish, man. Yeah, I mean, guys, sure going back true. to the Rory thing, I don't want to belabor Rory or anything like that. And I know we've <laughs> talked about it prior, but like the the caddy thing, like does he need a second set of eyes on a on a putt that he's not? And like because he's not even calling Harry in for some of these, right? I was thinking about that today. I, I wish I had a better understanding, and I just need to get to more tournaments and like actually watch it. And it would have been a good thing to ask KVV while he was here. But I don't know how much they're interacting. During like I was thinking about that with some of the shots he was hitting and some of the clubs he's pulling and places he's you know playing to and sides of the greens and all that stuff like I don't know how much they're Solly do you have a feel for that just by watching like how much are they actually going back and forth and the, how much is it him kind of doing his thing the last I talked to him was truly when he went with Harry I remember talking to him with, uh, about this in 2017 like Harry's first or second event on the bag at Firestone um, in Akron as uh, yeah that was summer of 17. And he had said he got um, lazy with JP, and he said he was he was had someone to place some unjustified uh, blame on. Right, he would fall back he had, on. He like, had a pain sponge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he would fall back basically on like he's like, hey, now with with Harry on the bag, I'm going to get my own yardages. I'm going to do my own reads. Like it's all on me. I need it to all be on me. I need to take ownership in it. I need to be more invested in the shots. I need to be a part of the process instead of showing up at my ball and knowing the numbers and like asking what I should hit. Like that's all on me now. That was six years ago. Now I don't know how that relationship Let's, has evolved. Kev is still in here and he he just fired into our chat. <laughs> Sorry, what? Cody. I was double clicking. Like, all right, and like yeah. I'm not asking this to like be a dick to Harry. I like like who knows if Harry like I mean Harry for all I know could be 
a great caddy and Rory's just not using him and Rory needs to be capable or, you know, totally committed to all these shots or whatever. But just looking at variables, especially when it comes to putting and reading greens and all that, like, let's look at all the variables here, right? Yeah. I would say Rory only reads his own putts. Uh, he and Harry definitely have some discussion about yardage. They have a few laughs every now and then when something kind of, I mean, I think it was on, gosh, the one that's uh, five. And Rory almost made that long one from just off the green. They had a, a good laugh and were sort of chatting about it. But they don't have a lot of convo. I don't know whether that's good or bad. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me, like, if the thought has entered his mind of, like, all right, do I need a different set of eyes on this? I mean, I, with the putting like this, I, I don't know how you wouldn't sort of ask yourself that question. Like, maybe someone else should help, you know, give me a read here and there. And that's, that's again, like every time we have this conversation, that's not, that, as TC is saying as well, it's like that's not on Harry, right? I think it, Harry's yeah. providing like a very specific thing of like Rory's probably at a comfort level when he has his buddy out there on the bag and, totally. and going about it. And um, I think it's fair to point that question towards Rory to be like, is this, are you getting everything you, it, it, are you just, is it uh, convenient for you to have like one of your friends on the bag who is, by all, like, you have six years of PGA Tour experience, you win FedEx Cups, you won a lot of tournaments together, like, He's a good player. He's a really good player. Yeah. It's not his yeah. capabilities at all as a caddy. That's not. That's never been what it is. It's like, are you utilizing the caddy role to the best of your total ability? Like, I'd flip it around to be also be like Scotty and Ted right now. It looks like Scotty's leaning too hard on Ted on the greens to like figure out the reads for him, and they are uh, not really on the same page with all that. Or there's not that ownership and responsibility and, and trust in the read when you go get over it. I can see that go the opposite way in another way, but. Yeah, at, at this many attempts, is it is it you know is that a, a fair? It's a fair question to ask that none of us can really know the answer to. There was definitely a few times today when I was standing close to him on a tee where I wanted to sort of lean over and be like, "Hey, you're Rory fucking Mackerel," <laughs> but I felt that would squash I'm, I'm whatever that. <laughs> whatever journalistic integrity that I have left. That, that would not be a good thing. So I kept that. I, I do my best to not make eye contact with him uh, out there. I feel like that was uh, breaking the fourth wall and not. Uh, <laughs> If you I wanted think, to talk uh, succession out there, maybe, but no. There's a there's another piece to this. If I was to put myself in, uh, it's hard to say, put myself in Rory's shoes, but I gotta think he's like, man, I want to see it through with Harry. Is that the right mindset? No, but like, I'm sure he wants to win it with Harry. Like, that's probably, I'm guessing, that's like important to him. It would be important to me if my best friend was on the bag, and I and and I felt like it was, you know, like I'm putting it on me, like I'm not asking him to do these things. Then I. I I feel like that's a factor is should he be like, would I like to see him experiment with another caddy? Yeah, I probably would, but I can see how there would be just a little bit of like, I want to do it my way. I want to do it with him. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's, if you, uh, so long, Kevin, thank you for chiming back in there. But I think if you go all the way back six years, we weren't doing regular podcasts at that time, but we'd probably be like, Hey man, this is, this is a pretty long-term commitment here. Cause it's going to be really hard to change off of your best friend, right? It's going to be harder to fire your best friend than it would be, you know, anyone else that is just a, you know, a, a regular caddy of some sorts. But, um, well, again, I had to I, fire some, some of my analysts. Hmm. No, it's not. And it's not, again, it's, it's Rory's, this is Rory's problem. This is not Harry's yeah, problem. Correct. But totally. I, I, totally I do good. think about, you do think about like, um, you know, problem if, if is I asked like, do I think bones could help Rory? I, I probably save him so. one shot this week and he's in a playoff yeah. or, yeah. Just, or just, you know, make it be, uh, I don't know, more of a, like a 
a team. Like you see the way Wyndham's working with his caddy. Yeah. Like they they have it going on, man. Like <laughs> well, they, they might have it going on too much. No, <laughs> I know you don't like them lining them up, but I'm I'm talking more about like when the limited caddy player convo that they did catch between those two. It was very collaborative and yeah. I was like jacked up about it. I was like, man, God, I love, you know, love working with a caddy like that. That is I, like my dream. Yeah. I go back to Brooks at uh, the PGA too. Said the same thing about him and Ricky Elliott. was yeah. just like, God, what a like, that is a true duo out there. But it's also to say like, man, does Rory feel like he can channel the Rory F and McElroy more just kind of out there doing it on his own? Then maybe hard, that's, hard it's, that's an impossible question for us sitting here to answer. Right. And yeah. it's um, fun to talk about though. Super fun to talk about. <laughs> Um, what's next? TC, you want to go further down the leaderboard here? Oh, Let him cook. I thought you would never ask, Solly. Thank you so much. Uh, Cam, I think we got, we, I just got to shout out Cam again. Like, it's so fun to watch him putt. Good to see him playing good golf and being quite competitive. Yeah. It, we, yeah. That was kind of missing from the first couple of majors. Uh, this 67 year. today. I mean, 71 yesterday kind of held him back a little bit, but definitely some good things there. He should be a threat at, at uh, Hoylake, I think. Uh, I think Hoylake's going to be great. I think it's going to be yeah. kind of a canvas of like, you know, there's there's the new par three there towards the end. I think 16 or 17 there. And then there's the, uh, you know, there's there's a couple of those holes by the seaside. But otherwise, it's going to be like, it's going to be all about the players, right? It's going to be all about like, this is the canvas. The play, It's, you know, it's about the players, not the course. Careful with your hole numbers because I think they do flip. Because don't they, I don't know if they're doing the same thing they did last time, but they send players off the 17th hole play gotcha. 17 18 and then, so it might be like 14 that's the par three then now okay. i don't know it's gotcha. confusing it's because they don't yeah. like that the first hole that the first hole there is a in course ob it's all the so way to the sick. right I it's love it. so sick but they don't want people to have that be their first hole so they play 17 and 18 then flip over to one which makes that hole three and it's super confusing yeah. how it all works but um i don't know if they're doing that again. um you know tommy tommy i don't have to say a whole lot about his, his t5 it was uh finno texted me he said it could have been a 59 it was that good like it was and like everybody's talking about the putt on 18 the putt on 17 was awesome that was really good made. par save that was great i mean he, um, he eagled he almost aced six and, almost joined and the, the, putt on, the putt on 18 was really bad <laughs> and i haven't heard you say that yet ben collie said yeah it was terrible ben <laughs> collie said it was possibly the the three best three woods in succession ever hit in the history hmm. of golf but not this week not the not best this succession no, this week he almost sure. aced 11 that too. was sweet. I mean, That's that was crazy. Six. Like he was, I, it was cr like cr exceptional shot at a fourteen. Did he did he hit it to five feet on six? Did I see that right? Yes. Yes. Are we gonna work Jeez. down the leaderboard here? Or are we just gonna stay <laughs> with Tom? All right, Min Woo. You guys want to talk about the the, the unstable compound? Uh, the yeah, unstable so compound. Getting, the unstable some, compound. Some reports that I think he he found some argon out there and <laughs> and just kind of you know stable stabilized it out a little bit. A little very, the collider. Either. Yeah, very no, noble bounce back from smashing from it. Today. He got Rick by eight today to get into a tie for fifth with him. That, that's that's tough from our boy the Rictator. Guys, he's trying to mine the moon. Trying to hey find guys, I would I would like to uh, congratulate you on on young Tom Kim. Yes, apology. Uh, no, absolutely not. Unbelievable, is, unbelievable. You know, very, very cool that the savior of the PGA Tour, yeah, uh, decided to show up. Can we? Where? What's the timeline on when we can have the conversation on him being a fraud now that he has a top ten in the U.S. Open? Does that push the timeline out a little bit? Again, it's not a top five, so uh, you know. We, I, here's what I need from you, Sally. Is is I don't. <laughs> you see, this is this is I'm I'm. 
I'm going to straddle the line here a little bit. I don't think he's a fraud. I don't think I can <laughs> I don't totally I don't reach across the aisle. But he was overhyped. And shake my guy's that. hand on that one. But Solly, I do need you to project here. Like, what are we? Pro- we're projecting, and we're saying like, yeah, I think he's going to be great, man. Like Ryan Moore, hell of a hell of a tour player, man. He it's had not a, like a, what the data says. Career. It's like, what do you think? What do you Solly? think? You Where believe? are we going? Because if we're going to like, yeah, he's like going to win seven PJ Tour events and like maybe threaten for a couple majors, like. That awesome. Like I, that's I was gonna fine. say, eight, I'm, eight I'm not getting up in the morning for that though. Like I, I need to, like yeah. I need to know what we're talking. It, it's about. a yeah, it's a false prophet. I mean, yeah. we're talking like you know, people telling me he's the kid. I, yeah. I don't think this is it. I, exactly. I think it's a John the Baptist situation. Why? I I just wonder why we can't get excited about somebody under the age of 21 winning twice uh, on the PGA Tour. So cool, unbelievable. We can get oh, excited. Where, about where are we headed? Where are we headed? I would say eight, I think this eight is, PGA Tour wins. I think is, is where I would think. A major? Or no, uh, nothing matters except for the majors. Yeah, we don't even know what the PGA Tour is going to look like. That's true. Eight, I would say four live wins and four PGA Tour <laughs> wins for 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 <laughs> four team wins, four Nuco wins. Uh, so that that seems pretty pretty tepid. If yeah. I'm being honest, and that's what well, and that's no, where I'm no, because this I is just, the part where you guys always get over you get overhyped on how many wins somebody's. You're not have. even willing to. To to predict one major for the guy, like really, really fucking convincing there, man. You called him a fraud. That's what I w- had a had an issue with. I don't. Well, no, I called him a fraud hard. In we relation, in relation to the All right, I'll say he I wins a the major. Hype train was out of. Out Tom of Kim wins okay. a major in his career. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. Okay, no. <laughs> now right. it's bang. Yeah. Just an yeah. bang around your neck. All right, we got him. <laughs> Over hey, under can- half major for Tom Kim. Are you all taking under, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Uh, we got I'm him. taking. I'm taking an under. Yes. Yeah, I'm taking under. Hey, let's too. do let's okay. do this. I was playing golf with somebody uh, this weekend, and they had a lifetime bet. Uh, I forget who the two players were. Oh, I think it was Corey Connors versus Patrick Cantlay. Like this guy, TC, you would have loved it. This guy I played golf with fucking hated Patrick Cantlay. Barely, barely said anything. Like the whole round is very, very like, I need to guy, play golf with this except guy. for like someone would talk about money or the PJ Tour or whatever. And you just like, man, I hope fucking Cantlay doesn't get any of that. Guy doesn't deserve anything. It was awesome. Uh, but they had a long, <laughs> lifelong bet that that just kept it spicy for every major going forward. Just Connors versus uh, versus Cantlay head to head. So, Saul, if you want Tom Kim, like if you're saying one major, I'm saying zero for for life. And I'll so do Ludwig, can... Ludwig versus Tom Kim. If you want that action, Saul. Oh God. So. That's, that's what fa- I think. That's a pretty good matchup there, Solly. How are you saying Tom Kim is potentially a fraud, and your guy that's going to save the PGA Tour <laughs> is the comp been, you want to bet? You've been, because you've been shitting on no. Ludwig about his age. You've been calling him old. <laughs> he is old. I He's got to like, do it quick. But I do he doesn't have that many years left. Solly, I feel like you've ridden for uh, young Tom, and TC's ridden for Ludwig. It feels like maybe a lifelong. You no, know. I'm not going to let this happen because TC has ruined too many guys that I like just because of Sally his hype. I don't want this smoke. Ludwig's, I love Ludwig. I'm really excited about it, but I don't like seeing TC Crow. Not, we why, love you. Why don't you guys join me on this, right? This you is the worst. You better than that. This is the worst. Listening to TC Crow is the worst. I find myself somehow rooting against Tommy sometimes because I know what a slack's going to look like. You have, you have hate in your heart, Solly. I do. <laughs> I do. No, I'm not. That that's Can you I should be ashamed by right, that. TC. I really. I want to. I'm going to work on you both separately to fi- to get this lifelong bet going. This let's is just feels, let's just get this on the record. Done. Solly's taking one. Yeah, on, I'm going to bring on you Tom to the table. Kim. That's right. Solly's taking one on Tom Kim. I'm taking zero. Where where are you guys at? I'm at zero. I, I I'm I, the only thing is God. The only thing I could see him winning is maybe a PGA Championship. He wins at, a players you know, or an Open. I could see him winning an Open, but I don't think. I'm going to go under. 
And if the players becomes a major, it doesn't count. Correct. I'm, I'm getting ahead of that now. Yeah, correct. It's fine. TC, are you on zero? It's a or push one? if he wins a players. That's yeah, a half. Zero. That's no. a half major. Okay. Based no. on last night, we said that. That's a, that's a half major. That's perfect. A push. A push is fair. Okay, that's fair. I just said he's going to win a players. Okay, that doesn't that's count. a push then. That's great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so your bet's on push. That's good. All right. Uh, Min Wu shot 67 today. Granny shot 74 yesterday, but. Yeah, I think some apologies are in order there. We literally just covered men. We're, we're already yeah, at Tom yeah. Kemp. Yeah, H-E. That's going to be H-E. happening. H-E. H-E. Uh, H-E. Tough, yeah. tough start. Uh, the person, the the lady, um, one of the best fans in golf, picking up his ball. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine going out to a golf tournament and seeing, seeing a golf ball? And people are like, oh, well, like maybe it's her first golf tournament. And she didn't know. Like, yeah, like then like find better friends. Well, to be fair, he, he hit it over into the fucking heavy hors d'oeuvres. But, but you oh, have to think the, uh, the condiments. You yeah. have to think that's what H.E. wanted out of all of this was just to hang out in the hospitality and meet that's some right. meet some, <laughs> some C-suite folks. He wanted to seat at the table. I got to give him credit, though. I mean, he had some really bad golf shots today, and he just always kind of has that, like, I don't want to call it a dumb look, but it's just like a... Huh. He makes room. Clues. You know, he he yeah, yeah. makes room for Wow. He does in he a does. big way when yeah. he's when he's just like not hitting it well. Huh. Uh, TC yeah, Austin, I wrote. Yeah. I gotta, you know, got it. Must credit TC. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was one Thank of the you. sixty-five names he said in the preview pod, and I, I can't believe that he finished sixty-five. The shot twenty-nine on the front. Uh, you know, exceptional round of golf. He's playing really, really, really well right now. Uh, putter cooperated this week. Shipped his butt off. Uh, good stuff there. Yeah, Rom sixty five. Xander is exactly who we thought he was. I, I predicted. I want to. I want to apologize for thinking that this was going to end different this week. I was kind of floating some stuff on Thursday that maybe this was going to going to stick around. His U.S. Open record remains pretty impeccable as far as uh, clerically, anyways, on paper. But uh, I'll 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 offer a tepid apology for that. We we might have to like. I, I, I got to think on this a little bit more, but might have to reframe what some of these finishes mean. Like somebody like Xander and like DJ and Rom are so freaking good that like a, a U.S. Open is naturally going to put them yeah. around T10. It yeah. almost becomes like a That's tennis like, thing where it's like, yeah, if you hang around at a U.S. Open long enough, like, of course, these guys are going to finish that. Exactly. Yeah. Like if they play 90 more holes, like I have yeah. a feeling Rom's going to be like third, right? But it's like their fitness level is higher. Yeah. Their, their floor is, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So that I don't know how to. I haven't fully fleshed that out, but I think it's just different than, um, you know, the we PGA might need Tour to get a panel needs. together, TC. See which one of these top tens. Well, count, I, I mean, I think count. Xander at this point, like with the shirt today, that was one of the worst shirts I've ever seen, <laughs> especially when paired with those pants. Mm. Like you can't match those with the blue pants. Can we? Um, can we shout out Xander for literally shooting the U.S. Open record in round one and not breaking par in any of the other three rounds? Like that's that's, that's tough. He was he was eight under. After 18 holes, and he finished minus three. That's, That's wild. wild. He he seems to get stuck between like, uh, real like I'm I'm you know listening to like pregame rap, drinking Eno Explode. Like I'm gonna go and fucking ball out, and then getting like kind of mopey. You know, like the the because I've been there not with the Eno Explode on the golf course, but I've been there with like the <laughs> I'm gonna be super like Eno focused. Like it's like I'm gonna ball. be. I'm gonna be super focused today. I'm gonna to, I'm gonna be intense, and then it just goes wrong. When you Xander's Xander's feet are cramping up because he's taking too much creatine. <laughs> he's taking too much Jack three D. Fuck. Uh, I mean, Zan, you know, so I, I like Xander could go to the cliques tomorrow, and like I'm good, man. Like Xander goes to the cliques, and can't like goes to the majestics, and 
infuses them with some new blood. I'm good. Or Harris English goes to the Majestic. It'd be a better fit. <laughs> H-E, call him by his proper name. Uh, DJ, I, I feel like DJ like could have won this golf tournament. I feel the same way. It it didn't look like he made a fucking thing. I don't know what the numbers say, but it, I feel like he, every time they flashed to him, they didn't show enough him hitting enough golf shots. Yeah, he was 52nd in putting this week, lost strokes on the green. Like if he puts decent, he is very much in the hunt for this. Also, he made a freaking quad. I think he played the second hole like six over for the week, and yeah. f- finished uh, finished seven shots back. Like that's tough. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Can I shout Any out Morikawa? He was. Yeah. He, he battled. Was, he he definitely battled. He was on the wrong side of the cut line there for a little bit, or was really grinding to get inside the cut line. Played really well to finish on Friday and finished overall t fourteen. Uh, can I shout out the boys? Our custom parlay hit. Nice. Uh, Victor top twenty, uh, Ricky top thirty, and Lee Harvey Oswald top forty. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it you know, Victor kind of made us sweat for a little bit, but otherwise we were kind of in the go zone there with uh, the Rick yeah. Tater and Lee Harvey. It's good uh, stuff. Bryson doubled. Uh, Bryson doubled seventeen, and it was like a it was like a betting sweepstakes. He brought so many guys back into like the top twenty. Um, he brought like. Six or seven guys: Shane Lowry, Keith Mitchell, Nick Hardy, Jordan Smith. It was crazy. So a tough look for Randy's Shane Lowry bet this week. Um, I hate- Hovland, I thought played played well. You know, like just didn't necessarily have his A game, but contended or didn't contend, but like you know, solid. Um, not what I was looking for today out of Ryutaro Nagano. It's tough. Five over uh, today. Yeah. Yeah. Is it uh, Nagano or Nagano? They were calling Nagano, him Nagano, I but I think yeah. the NBC is just obsessed like the with the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> that's just, that's just uh, have it. <laughs> Denny McCarthy, good week, T twenty. Denny McCarthy, Keith Mitchell, you know, kind of like, you know, trying to trying to punch above the mule ceiling, right? Trying to get trying to get above that. I think they're 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 getting there. I was, you know, what I want to shout out Bryson. Bryson uh, had some things to say about the golf course that yeah. were pretty positive, actually, and, and pretty reasonable and logical and a lot more thoughtful i thought than than say what matt fitzpatrick and hovland and kepka had to say and um uh, i'm gonna push back a little bit not on the bryson stuff but i didn't think that uh like brooks's comments were unfair at all like balls funneling to the same spot all over the course like i think that's very fair criticism of this golf course that was like several spots it's like three was one but like i think on you're getting that on uh eight is happening you're getting that there's on bank. 18 like there's some spots where it's just like 18. everybody's going to end up huh? in the same spot 18's like the flattest fairway on the down course. to the right where if you he, he, I, there's certain collection areas that like make a good shot but, and then a bad brooks, shot the but then brooks somehow loves aaron hills and it's like hey man like aaron hills has some of the same shit going on yeah did anybody but, ever ask him if he liked aaron hills though he, he might have just won the golf tournament there he did. the quotes were literally like Ben Coley posted them and said, like, yeah, I like this play. He basically, yeah, said the exact same thing. Uh, to be fair, you, you could play some of the quotes from this show from this week, and they'd probably be a direct opposition to a lot of stuff we said tonight. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to hold them against uh, that. Let's see here. Other stuff. Jordan also, Smith. Also, just want to say, we're, we're, grading, we're grading Bryson on a curve at this point. It's really yeah. Yeah. against oh, yeah. himself. It's like a total poop in the potty. <laughs> I'm just – but I want to – hold on. I want to go back, though – Briefly, I'm I'm cool with the players being critical of the course. If they disagree totally. and they don't like blind shots yeah, and stuff, like they should be able to say that and not be like that's stupid. You know, like that they're not like you know in the woke architecture school. I, I, uh, no, I totally if you don't agree. like blind shots, like yeah, you can get the fuck out. 
I think you're, if, if, if it like. gets to a point where it's like unfair or the, the shots or holes don't have like good architectural intent and shot value, I agree. But I did not feel a lot of that this week. Aside from if you want to talk about the balls funneling into three and whatever on eight, like those were not great shots for professionals. But two of the tee shots being a little bit funky and funneling the same place does not change the fact that it just took really, really good golf shots over four days, and there was no, there was nothing unfair about any of it. There was nothing that got too firm, nothing that got silly, and so I, I don't know if I accept the critiques as much. I've we, we've seen this at U.S. Opens for the last however many years. Whenever they go to a new venue, guys bitch, right? Chambers yeah. Bay. Maybe there was some good reason to bitch about the green quality, but like that was a, that's obviously a very good golf course that uh, ended up being a very interesting major championship. Aaron Hills, they didn't get the conditions they want, but everyone just laid waste. Like as soon as they go somewhere new, guys just will go out of their way to lay waste on something. You know what? It's funny to me. All the people that are that are the Bell Reeve stands, the Bell Reeve and the Torrey Pine stands, they're like, you know what? Look at this leaderboard. You know, like what a great golf course that they, they could. That could produce this leaderboard. Where are all those people? It's like happens for literally LA's like every DC. U.S. Open. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. Also, uh, Clark won. They might have little ammo. Yeah, that's there, true. But. I think Bryson's <laughs> on the verge of playing some decent golf, like some like very yeah. good golf. Like like I could see Bryson contending at at, at Hoy Lake. Yep. I um, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Sahith was expecting more out of him. T twenty seven. Justin Saw kind of went backwards on the weekend. Shout out to Sergio. Four. Went and went yeah. through qualifying. Didn't have to yeah. do that, you know. Like could have pouted, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. yeah. Um. What else we got? Yeah, Waco expected more out of him this weekend. Decky kind of faded today. Seventy-five. Sam Bennett came back today for seventy-one. I'll, I'll shout that out. Uh, even Gordon the- Gordon Sargent, we haven't talked about the the his putt on eighteen that popped back out of the cup. That was a. Oh. A tough look. Apparently, the uh, the guys in the group ahead or whatever, when they pulled the cup out, pulled the pin out, it, it pulled the cup liner up, and he just got totally Joe Dalyed, which was really That's classless. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how we get to David Pooge from what looks like Puig. 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 No, Puig. it's Pooge. Yeah. Pooge yeah. daddy. Yeah. I don't know how we get to that from Puig is what I was, in the, what I was ready to say there. Uh, but apparently, oh. that's how you say it, which has been news to me this week. I'm Interesting. Not, so, um, uh, can I wrap you there, Horschel? TC? Because no, we're, you know, we're T43. I, yeah, I mean, Billy Horschel, I want to shout him out again. Yep. Making the cut, playing playing adequately well in the U.S. Open weeks after that, I thought was was big time. And then um, otherwise, yeah, Solomon shot 74 today. <laughs> <laughs> better, better than Solomon shot 88. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's get to our Yeti coldest moment of the week. Uh, the Rambler 18-ounce bottle is your must-have cold-holding drinking vessel that should be immediately added to your bag. This tough bottle is double wall vacuum insulated to keep your water ice cold until the last sip. Dishwasher safe for easy cleaning. Comes standard with the chug cap lid. The shatter-resistant drinking spout that allows for easy pulls on the go. This is not part of the copy because I don't know if he's officially sponsored uh, by them, but I did appreciate the emotional support Yeti that Ricky was insistent on carrying around. Could have used a little more that today but um i'm gonna go to you first tc what is your yeti coldest moment of the week yeah um listen it was i would say it was probably sergio you know saying this place should just want just need one should be uh uh you know bombed or whatever no i'm kidding sergio didn't say that it was uh get get this off the screen all right uh it was it was wyndham clark's drive on 18 like that that made me shiver. It made me feel so cold. 
inside. I feel like the game had died a little bit that that ball didn't spin off. Probably in true Eddie fashion, yeah. made you made you feel hot inside too. You know, kind of goes yeah. both ways. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was more of like a thermos. Yeah, made me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was just just egregious, just just so upsetting. So, Pie Man, what's your coldest moment of the week? You know what? I had. Uh, I was gonna go. You know, a lot of ways we could go. I was gonna reach across the aisle, extend an olive branch to Fleetwood shooting sixty three in the final round. Uh, I was gonna talk about that. I'm not gonna talk about that. Instead, I'm gonna go with this random. For whatever reason, I checked my DMs uh, on Twitter right before I uh, we went on here, and, and there's a guy named Ken Fowler who uh, has sent me a couple DMs that I had just seen. One was uh, he was talking about unstable compounds and sent me a photo of the Branch Davidians. Uh, compound which was which oh, was pretty God. pretty cold uh but then this next one that he, he sent me today uh said quote uh, my my nine-year-old just told me this quote uh after the slime cup he just hasn't been good about jt <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was an unbelievable quote who won from, the slime uh, cup uh i think jt did don't spoil it I, it's on my dvr <laughs> <laughs> always wait. It's always waiting until his daughter's gonna be like four to watch the slime. Exactly. Go. But uh yeah, I'm gonna give that to to Ken Fowler's uh, daughter and on the quote about JT in the slime cup. Yeah, he just hasn't been a good ball striker. Yeah, it's just slime not, cup. It's ball strike he's fallen off since the slime cup. <sighs> Neil, you weren't uh, scheduled to be on the show tonight. Uh, yeah, you, I got one. one. Okay. It's it's Wyndham Clark's three wood into uh the 14th hole, mainly because I've been in this like exact position down on my knees begging for the ball like please 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 and it was just very cold of him to hit it into like a 10 yard wide entrance to that Eight. green a perfect shot a perfect shot at, at after he waited 10 minutes to hit it whereas you know this this scene that we're looking at is the ball going out of bounds for me so i thought that was just cold blooded to for me to to see that for him to be praying for it to be a perfect shot but that moment is like that's where he won the golf tournament. So for me, that was the coldest moment of the week. Sally, what about you? Mine. Um, I was hesitant to go with this one because I knew we would cover this earlier in the show. Um, then, and we of course have already touched on this a little bit. But the coldest moment today was by far TC tweeting out earlier that uh, that Cantley was going to have a stolen valor yellow Wikipedia square on his uh, on his result this week before Tommy Fleetwood went out and shot sixty three to get that. Uh, I think this was yesterday, wasn't it? Gross yellow. Uh, even better. Even better. Gross yellow square that he gets on his Wikipedia page. Again, top five, baybe. For backdooring the pressure-free uh, top orange five. For a top five. On the soft, soft golf course that he got to play uh, this morning. So that was that yeah, was cold, so TC. I love that. I was uh, I was really fun. So guys, I think the I think some of the hospitality from uh, LACC towards towards just the world of golf, trying to buy up all of yeah. the tickets, that, that could cold. be the coldest moment of the week. Too. Could be the coldest moment of the year in golf. <laughs> Do you guys? Which, I mean, like I don't even I don't even begrudge LACC for doing it. Whatever, like USGA, like don't accede to that stuff. Oh, don't look, TC's that, are, TC's trying know? to protect his invite back here. <laughs> That's sure. exactly what you're no, doing. I'm, I'm good. It, it's I'm tough good. though. Like if I'm if I'm Juan and Co. Like. I, yeah, I guess you know this. Deal. Yeah, when you take yeah. over the deal, but like this wasn't your decision to do this, and uh, you have to own all the. But that's they're part talking of the job. To about twenty thirty nine right now. It's a, it's on their website. Like, is it announced official? I, I saw some tweets today that like you don't sign the contract officially until five years out from the date. So I think the club has already voted on it, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I know it's listed on the USGA site as it's going. Oh, the U.S. Fun. Open's going in twenty thirty nine to to LACC, and it's like I don't. I I think some things would. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm of two minds of this. Like, there's enough there to say this shouldn't happen again, mostly from a vibe perspective and a lot yeah. of things we've covered, but also to say, like, do they learn lessons out of this experience and address them in 16 years? And also, I would say there's very little chance that the golf ball and technology goes uh, the same distance 16 years from now as it goes right now. And, like, we haven't really talked about that probably enough this week. Is I, I don't know what... I don't know what yep. more evidence you needed than Rory on a 590-yard par 5 hitting eight and nine irons in over the weekend to just be like, we might have an issue here, guys. And uh, it's really on display on a golf course like this. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to Marion before it goes back to LACC. Like, we know the golf yeah. ball's changing or something in equipment's going to change between now and then. Plus, uh, plus, we may be watching it in the metaverse. I was going to say, pro golf might not yeah. exist either. That's you know, point. we got to... Yeah, or that. like we'll be watching it with VR and all sorts of stuff. We don't need NBC. Yeah, anymore. those Apple goggles, whatever those yeah. are. Neil, I need a debrief on those from your, your tech buddies. For people that for don't sure. have it in front of them, future U.S. Open venues. Next year we go to Pinehurst, then we go to Oakmont, uh, and then Shinnecock in 26, Pebble in 27, back to Wingfoot in 28. Uh, 29 is open as – no, I'm sorry, Pine, or Pinehurst back to, in 29, so that's uh, five years between Pinehurst U.S. Opens. Uh, and then 2030 and 2050 is Marion. And then uh, 2031 is 50. basically, I mean, we can report this news now, right? Like it's going to Riviera. Like that is uh, what, yeah. that's the worst kept secret maybe in golf I mean, right at now. At some point, like when's it going back to Brookline? I felt like that was a rousing success. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. I still think like, especially after this week, I feel like we need to be prioritizing venues you can get a lot more people in. And Brookline had an attendance number issue as well. Had a better vibe yeah, than this. Yeah, but they showed up, man. They did, like, but they, num they like, literally number-wise, was like that was a concern last year. They had some ticket had 40, issues. 40,000 versus 50,000 or 30,000. 30, like, this was like it was 20% of what the normal you, was. Get, so. get a lot of people at Aaron Hills. A lot of space out there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that. But I don't know if it's happening, but, you know. Brookline was 30,000 on the weekend uh, last year, and this was LACC was 23,000. Did a quick, like Go Oakmont basically can host up to 50,000 fans a day. So, like, I think that's a really fair take if you are a fan of the U.S. Open to be like, hey, yeah. like, it's got to go to these big ass venues that can host more people. Like, the vibe is important. It really is. Like, there should have been a raucous roar when Wyndham hit that shot into 14. Like, that, it just is a, a thing that definitely translates to TV. Um, and then 32, I don't think, is announced. I and mean, we don't need to go this far. But then 33 goes back to Oakmont and, and what? Going down the 32 goes to Boston then, for sure. Hey, so. is, was there some running that was supposed to happen? There, there At was. At the end of the show. That's how we're yeah, ending the show. End of the show. When we're, hey, I, real, real quick. I, wanna do, I do want to shout out the USGA for, I think they're getting, I don't know. I like, like, I like where they're headed overall. I think there's a big mess to clean up after the Mike Davis and the Craig Annis eras. And I think that there's, there's some, I don't know. I think they've done a really good job from a calm standpoint overall, like personally speaking as someone who like does stuff on social, I really appreciate that they bring out really good photographers like Jeff Marsh and Matt Hahn and those guys and like, let them do their work. The stills on their Instagram are out of this world they're awesome and they let um, us and all media types show up and do whatever you want over yeah. the first couple of days and the media like like you know just like everything is just like met with a smile and met with like hey how can we help you tell the story of our tournament and it's appreciated and you know i think there's there's like logistics stuff and all that that's probably with a far different team and probably you know 
not even related to any of this, but I, I do think just from a, like, like I've noticed a big sea change with, with the USGA over the last two or three years overall. So I just want to say thank you. Yeah. I'm. Mean, it's freaking fun to go out even just for practice rounds and go hang out and explore the golf courses. And I, I, I had a, I had a great time earlier this week and can't wait for Pinehurst next year and can't wait for, I won't be able to go to us women's open, but a bunch of us are going to be going to, out to Pebble Beach for the U.S. Women's Open, which is going to be extremely yeah. highly anticipated, and they've helped a ton with. We'll have YouTube videos up, and uh, God, that's gonna oh, gonna be a good video, really good video. Can we? I mean, we got the we got the hay in the barn. I think we could talk about what that video is. We've got for for people love the big guy. That's no secret. People love Big Randy. Uh, what if I told you we're we're watching every shot of Big Randy playing Pebble Beach? uh coming coming soon to the youtube channel in 30 mile an hour winds uh the front nine with <laughs> michelle we as well tough. Every, oh yeah i should mention michelle <laughs> we also plays in the front nine too uh which is the back nine actually we started on 10 but um any hamsterdams we want to uh want to close the book on for the week will you guys get as fired up as me i mean it was it's brutal i already like, got my shots in i'm beating honestly. down tc yeah, like yeah. it's 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 a joke. I mean, Maybe we can roll in the audio from last year here, save like, everybody some time. It is bad and and depraved, and I'm with you. But it's just you know, but then like they do, they they, they give you free. they give the hostage a water bottle at the end with the Rolex hour long commercial free. Uh, I don't think they do a lot with the commercial free part, but it does help a lot. I mean, it's really that simple. It's like, oh man, I'm really enjoying watching the golf now. What yeah. changed? I, I haven't been yeah. interrupted and beat over the head with Ramon Salas and it's, fucking, yeah. you know, how important it is to connect and fucking house ads. Yes, it's tough. That USGA deserves a little bit of heat for that, too. They're beating they me over the head with a bunch of USGA bullshit that I don't that I've heard. And I'm probably not the people, the person you need to be telling that to so, early in the what, week. It doesn't doesn't really make you want to rep the tag, Neil. It doesn't at all. It doesn't. I will say the only thing I'll say is I, mean, I had like I had the ass sweat going for those final few holes. Like I, I they delivered on the very end. Yeah, it, it, it was which is like the bare minimum of what like their biggest championship should the golf. do. They did. Like, they did at the end. It's like a, a, a begrudging. You do got to hand it to them. But so, like it was a really tough. And if you're a casual that like only tunes in towards the ends of the, of the rounds, you're probably not feeling the same pain that we felt like watching so much golf this week. But if you are like a diehard and you're a media person that like tries to cover this tournament, it's really, really hard. It TC, really I'll hard. tee off on a couple things for you. One playing through is, you know, shoved onto us as some type of innovation. Now it's just become another way that they can, I, I think it's more abrasive than just a commercial break. I, I actually hate it. Because it, I just hate it, it. It almost like stresses me out. It's a sensory blitzkrieg, and I don't like it at all. And they use it a lot as an excuse not to like replace a commercial break, but to play more commercials. So that bothers and me. And when you're watching it on P premium cock, it doesn't even show playing through. Yeah. What I would really like to see is, uh, well, I, I they it's almost like they're and I would love to know the economics of this, but they they sometimes like Deloitte or somebody will show up on the leaderboard. You know, or like the Amex exclusive cam on 15. I feel like they toss those into these deals, like just like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, like a little like uh, a little kicker to, you know, sign the deal. I think that they could do a ton of heavy lifting with scoreboard sponsorships and on screen stuff and not be, like it would be better for the company and for the viewer if there was just more like, yo, just show me the fucking logo. I don't need to see Ramon Salas and how important it is to connect a 100 times like. You're not even showing me new commercials. You're you're actually doing. It's a detriment to the brand. Like it's a it's a it's a bad 
model overall it's, it's, with the brakes. And I'll stop. Like they, they, everything's always just going to be an add-on. Like exactly what you said is their idea yes. to do that. They're going to do that, and then also just and then add just more add it on. on. And yeah. that's what's so. It's like I, I think they they need to sit down and have a conversation. And I think they, there has to be some CMOS that are like, yo. This is bad. Like, if I was a CEO of one of these companies, I would be annoyed with my own fucking yeah. commercials. Like, it, like if I was the Workday CEO, I'd be embarrassed for the Rockstar shit. Rockstar? Like, it's it's a joke. It's like, yo, you greenlit that? Like, who's my CMO? Like, let's do something a little bit less abrasive. The only and thing, I, and, yeah. And, and, and a little more subtle. Like, everybody knows you're sponsoring the golf tournament. Like, can can you can we get less intrusive? You know, yes, I know I, I, I'm I'm preaching to the choir, and this is a... You know, not going to happen, but I, I just think that those scoreboard sponsorships and getting more like, you know, stuff that slides in on the screen as an overlay is going to accomplish 80% of what you need to. And you don't have to hit me with this playing through bullshit. So that's just, that's a complaint. Sponsoring I have. a whole like have have. Each yes. Corporate partner. Paint the fairways. I don't give a fuck. Like, I really no, don't just, <laughs> just just stick with the golf for a while. That's all. And then yeah. I, on, the, on the flip side, like I said earlier, I thought NBC Last hour was was good, riveting, satisfactory. TV, uh, and I thought they covered. They had some good graphics on six and eight, and I thought the the broadcast team did a good job showing me those holes and why they're unique. They're, they could have been better with other holes, but that that was pretty good. I thought the on course, both Smiley and Noda, were good. So that those would be my. I positives. think the whole production is just stale. The the you know they've tried to add in some talent. I, I miss Roger and and Gary a little bit. Um, the the camera angles stink. I, I I am worried that Tommy Roy is is completely washed, and that sucks because he's a legend of the game and of TV production. And like they had a drone out there. I don't well, think we realized until, that not until, until like until eighteen. You know what I mean? Like there's they, just they busted out on thirteen the when there's no. They, they, the first thing they showed was thirteen on a drone which had no fans around it. Like they're they, they got down. all these they got all these holes with no trackers on with no uh, shot tracer on them. They got it's just. It's devoid of any any sort of soul. inventiveness or soul or evolution. It's, I am it's, excited to watch. Uh, uh, <laughs> I am, gentlemen, very, very excited to watch Hump Day though on NBC. I will tell you guys and the that. Big D. Honestly, Big D. based on a true story, kind of looked like a cool show. Like I might check that one out. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of like, ah, what is it? Stockholm Syndrome. It's like I, yeah, it's like I tuned out. It, it's like a. I, basically, it's like they uh, a show about not, a Berto podcast. Come on, <laughs> I mean, it kind of look fun. I might Listen, I got I got yeah, waterboarded by the Big Ten. That look fun. We're not doing this. Come Big on, Ten Saturday Night Football, which looks admittedly awful. <laughs> there were so many commercials Thursday, Friday that the YouTube TV, like I think when they bring the local oh, yeah. network ads in, the Zen. you get oh. the Zen videos. This, I've never seen the Zen videos last that oh, long. Yeah. They were going yeah. off for like 30, 45 seconds. It was just like a, yeah. a, a flowing brook, a, a stream. I was like, this is this is not a good sign that YouTube TV can't even fill the fucking inventory. There's so much room for it. I mean, Rory was in playing through on all sorts of different like key shots. Um Got to stick to that schedule, TC, man. I kept spreadsheets all weekend. Gentlemen, in total of golf this weekend, I watched over nine hours of commercials. <laughs> what was your favorite commercial and your it least favorite commercial? up to nine hours of commercials. And I get it. I watch a lot of golf. I watched almost every single day, Thursday through today, nine hours of ads. That's fucking crazy. 
Uh, now I will say the weekend, you're right, Neil, it did get a little bit better. They, they brought it down instead of 19 and a half, almost 20 to right around 10 minutes, but they get you when they bring a ton of on-screen stuff through playing through what I thought when they first introduction was just like, Oh, this is just a temporary solution that like, we're going to make this. So it takes up like this little corner of the screen and you're still going to be able to focus, but it's not, it like continues to creep and creep and creep and creep. The planes, the audio this week are ridiculous. Now, this is the same the same network that we started this year with a commercial-free hour, I think, thanks to our old e- OEM partner in Hawaii. It's the same people that who was, are bringing... That was Golf Channel, not NBC, and that's an important distinction cost-wise. Very wise, true. Cost-wise. Okay, I've, but I'll yeah. say this. The drones, like we saw this. We, we saw like chasing drones and stuff like that. All over the place, all, all of winter and spring. Where's everything at? Because TC's been harping on the camera angles out, just washed everything out. I don't think, again, I didn't play this golf course, but I, I don't think this golf course was like awesome to see. I'm not like chomping at the bit to go see it from what I saw on TV. And that it just sucks because you guys have the complete opposite thing and it just doesn't make sense to me. And if we're watching it on TV, isn't that like something that's supposed to shine through? Yeah. Uh, again, so, like, it's, like it's the whole reason of, of having it yeah. there. I feel like I'm defending them weirdly, but like the, like what did was additive of like having AO and Jim Gallagher Jr. on Sat- on Sunday and Saturday go out early and like highlight some features, right? And slow down and like show it off. Again, it just kind of felt like the firmness never delivered on a lot of the stuff that we thought was going to matter a lot didn't end up mattering a lot. That's, that's again, why am I defending NBC this hard? But uh, it, I just, it's, it's just so total apathy. Yeah. I mean, Aunt Molly, Greg Knapp, or, uh, uh, Tom Knapp, you know, peep of aqua, all it's just, it's disgusting. They're, 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 they're spitting in the face of golf fans everywhere. And the, the more you want to get up and watch the golf early on, the more punished you get, the more jaded you are by the time the leaders actually tee off. Also guys, I think primetime golf might be a little bit overrated. Thank at least you. on the weekend. If you, I said this and you guys all ignored it. I, I understand that. I, I felt like the, the complete outsider here, but it's awesome on like a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday night when NCAA's or USAM is on, but like, and it's cool on Thursday or like, like, like a Thursday or, but like Friday or Saturday night, like I, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I'm worn out the next well, day. Well, they, they pushed it like past prime time. I mean, yeah. yesterday was ridiculous. Yeah. It ended at like 1130. It's like, that was so unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything else you guys want to get in before I start? Uh, if you missed the beginning of the show, I, I owe TC yeah, we bet. Got, I got to, a well, bet to pay solid. off. We got to shout out Leona McGuire. Otherwise, sure. all the Irish people are going to be pissed. She won the Meyer. Be part of your soapbox. Today, yeah. So what, how this is going to work is I owe TC a bet because I made a dumb bet last night. <laughs> I have to uh, – he's got a soapbox that he can end the show however he wants. And I can the only way I can cut him off is by running into his garage from my studio, which is just down the street. Uh, we do we will have a, a live cam that will be following the run if you want to follow it live. Uh, but that is a debt I'm going to be paying off here. Uh, if we're ready to start that, I can start the process. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, unless you guys have anything else you want to discuss tonight. No, I'm going to start the clock. Though. I want to see how people were asking over under two minutes. What do you guys think? I'll, I'll go. Part. Can make that I'll go up. right at two. Yeah, that's a great over under. Don't start it yet. I'll tell you when. I just got to get my my headphones going here. I got to flip over. Okay, just stretch real quick. Turn me up in the headphones. Uh, yeah, you what are you going to cook on? Yeah, I, I'm going to go back man. to some of the soul of the game stuff, the spirit of the rules. I think yeah. that's, that's oh, you, up there. Cody, you got the you got the stopwatch. Yes, sir. 
Okay. Uh, you know, I, first of all, I, I want to say Ricky Castillo winning on the Corn Ferry Tour today was outrageous. I did not see that one coming. He beat ADDC by, uh, you know, in a playoff there. Did not see that coming. That was wild. He's been um, beating up the prestige worldwide uh, PGA Tour U rankings all year. Is is he still what, what, what is uh, still doing? Is, is Sully cheating already here? Yeah, no, I think number so. one, he never. Oh. What do you? When he? I'm not going to dox my location. All right, so I'm going to turn the cam off. I'm going to go outside. and I'm going to start the sprint. Okay. Are you going to dox my location? What, it, what do you know? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you hitting start? Are we hitting start? No, I'll tell you when. I'll come right back and I'll be ready to go. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tron, do we know if uh, Ricky had the choker on still, or is that I think a he did. era? I think he did. I don't know. I didn't. It wasn't televised. It was the Wichita Open. Great tournament. Shout out to the people of Wichita, the military industrial complex, the aerospace industry there. They have a great airport there. Uh, that's great. Um, but yeah, I just did not see him him winning. I didn't have that in my bingo cards. I, I can confirm he did have the the puka shell choker okay. on today. Um, great trophy there in Wichita too. The big propellers. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I think we need to talk about it early and often. I think Ludwig's going to win this week. Sure. Like at straight up at the Travelers. Yeah, mm. it's it's better under the umbrella, baby. <laughs> you guys, you know, the blue went three for five this week. I don't know if anybody's really checking that out, but that that happened. Yeah, we had some parlays hit. We like that. Congrats, man. Yeah, it's cool. All right. Sally, you ready? I am ready. I will begin. You can start the clock. I'm going under two right minutes. Now. Under two minutes. Okay. Oh, well, we're going, I'm going okay. under two. Yeah. Uh, oh I'll, I'll take the over just to be fun. Yeah, you know, guys, someone's gonna take I the think, over. I think Ludwig. I think Ludwig is is absolutely like primed. He's gonna be fresh. Everybody's flying him from the West Coast after a ball buster of U.S. Open. As far as just you know, it's kind of a big walk. I think Ludwig's gonna gonna come. Talk to me about some more of the spirit of the game stuff. Yeah, I think the, I mean, honestly, like I, the, the Scotty thing, like Scotty keeps finding a way to exert like maximum pressure on the rules and just squeeze every last drop out of the rules. It's tough. It's really tough. Uh, Sally, how we doing, bud? It's, a, it's, like, it's like a walk and talk with it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. Why not? Why not you? Walk and talk with Blocky. Guys, Blocky was 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 all over the socials again today. Uh, you know, kids kids looking up to him, all that. Um, trying Wait to a minute, up. you think he's over the halfway point? I think he probably. I, I think he's probably at the beginning of my streak here. <laughs> it's gonna be God, the people the, the electric people radio listening to this. Yeah. Um, TC, who's your biggest loser of the week? TC, <laughs> who's, yeah. who's the L7 weenie of the week? <laughs> My biggest loser of the week. Uh, that's a good question. I hate to say it because it bums me out to say it. But you I have to. I think it's probably Max. Like, I'm mm, really bummed oof. that Max missed the cut. Yeah. Um, and, like, like, I'm not saying that as, like, a loser in the sense sure. of, like, he's a loser. It's Guys, like, it's no, getting like, late early here. One one fifty. Ten seconds. Come on, Sally. Come on, Sally. I don't. It doesn't look like he's very close. It's not going well. It's not going well. You walking? <laughs> Many people are saying Sally biggest loser of the week. <laughs> what a bad bet. 
KVV might be the biggest loser of the week. He's the he's the, the uh, pounds LB. are dripping off of him. I yeah. know it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, what else, Neil? What other what other questions we got for for well, your uh, let's brother? talk. I, you know, I I could drag a few people. I mean, JT what shot eighty one? Like, what's what you, we were you concerned? I mean, there? obviously JT didn't think it was too easy, right? Oh, here he is. <laughs> here he is. <laughs> he's here. He he's made here. it. Oh my God, he's here. Please, it's like it's like Jim Roman and. and uh, <laughs> Call me Chris one more time. That's oh wild. God, he's here. <laughs> That's wild. Florida man. God, the whoop's going to be just out of control. Shout out to Steve Miller. <laughs> it's common. I, I love this cops episode. What was the number? <laughs> Get on the ground. Two, Two and a half ground. minutes. Two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, God. All right. We're going to keep running for 40 minutes. Yeah. Are you okay? Pizza in McFlurry was a bad call. I, I th- this will be a good running one. You guys should make this bet every major, and, and one of you has to run to the other's house. Every every, <laughs> every major Sunday. Tom Kim doesn't win. Solly's got to run. <laughs> hit, the, hit, the, hit the track, Solly. It's another oh, team 48. That's the Tom show. Kim. Somebody send this out. All right. Uh, well, listen. <laughs> to play teach, us out, I don't know what teach, that means. Teach, why don't you play us out? I'll hit, I'll hit do a line. Bang bang. Bang-a-lang! <laughs> and with that, uh, we're going to conclude the 2023 U.S. Open. TC, congrats on your gold medal uh, beating Solly. And uh, Cody, thanks for all the all you did on the ones and twos. KVV, shout out to all the work you did on the ground. Neil, thanks for popping in today. Uh, we will, uh, we'll see you guys. I don't know when the next live show is. We are back this week, this Friday for the KPMG women's PGA championship of the lower course at Baltistral right here on this YouTube channel. And I'm pumped guys. Uh, I think that's, I think that's it. We'll talk to you then. Cheers. Congrats to Wyndham Clark. Ludwig's coming y'all. He's coming. Anybody want to help clean up the block party? (laughs) Feel free to stop by. Just grab something on your way out.